Welcome to podcast number 48. 48? We're going to be catching up on the recent film and TV news. And then in the second part, we were going to discuss Clerks 3 with we're Ian. We're going to. Well, Ian's not here. And we haven't seen Clerks 3. Yeah, so we just... <laughs> We're just going to call it now, to be honest, this is it, we're going to just end the podcast. So we just, <laughs> we're just going to call it now, to be honest, this is it, we're going to just end the podcast. Cause well, yeah, we, got, we got nothing. We got nothing. Quiet so, news week. So. And, uh, <laughs> no, in this, we will actually have a second part of the podcast. Uh, today, we are actually going to be doing the horror bracketing for next month's podcast. Yeah. So we're actually going to see where all of the, the film titles or the franchises pair off against each other today so if you, if you like a draft if you're a fan of a draft you're gonna be so it's gonna happy. be exciting yeah <laughs> for the rest of you <laughs> it'll be over in 20 minutes <laughs> maybe yeah <laughs> and then of course in the third part we're gonna be answering your questions so and gonna be answering your questions so andy what are you up to oh man uh well i turned 40 oh my that happened Still here, still alive. I'm still on the other side of that at the moment. Yeah, fuck it's, you. it's fast approaching. Fuck you, man. It sucks. Um, <laughs> but no, it was it was cool. Yeah, so I had a really nice birthday. We had awesome. Um, everyone came around. You guys came around for a barbecue and everything. Barbecue like, and nice beers. We haven't um, we haven't had anyone around to the house like that for a while because we've been doing loads of work on it. So that was a nice. House was all done and everything, and uh, just just ate all the food. There was so much food. At that it, barbecue. Was. It, was insane. it was awesome. <laughs> and cake. Uh, oh my Ian's god! Ian's wife Linda, Linda baked an awesome cake. <laughs> I I would fight someone now for another slice of that. She made me black forest gato because it's my absolute favourite cake in the world, and it this was legit. I'm not just saying it. It was the best black forest gato I'd ever had it was in my life. Stunning. There was so much <laughs> of it left that I legit because I like that whole week. I was like, man, this is a week off. And I was working, but I was like, I'm not going to the fucking gym. I'm not like watching what I eat. And I think on about the Wednesday at nine thirty in the morning, I just went. I'm eating that fucking cake, and I started eating it in right. the morning. I was like, I, sat there, I was like, I don't even care. Like, yeah, it was amazing. So that, that was really cool. And then as part of it, I went up to Cardiff to go watch Clash of the Castle, the WWE event that was up there, uh, run by Triple H now to bring you into the conversation. I know that know, guy. So you know where we are. <laughs> uh, it was amazing. Um, I haven't been to see a live wrestling event in quite some time. Probably last time actually I went is where me and Ian went to see NXT here. This was different. I'd never been to like a stadium wrestling event. Okay. And it was great. It was me and a bunch of friends, like most from the place that I work, went up. You know, we caught the train up. It was in Cardiff, so it's not actually that far from us. Um, you know, hung out all during the day. As soon as you get off the train in Cardiff, best thing in the world, they've taken over. There's banners up for Clash at the Castle. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's kind of like what you can imagine, like a WrestleMania week in the States is where they have, like, they just take over the town for the week and there's all these different wrestling events. There were other wrestling events on in Cardiff at the same time. And everyone around you is in a, a fucking wrestling shirt i had my finn Balor t-shirt on i'm getting like too sweeted all the way down the road and stuff like sweet people. everyone's there for the same reason <laughs> yeah. everyone's chill everyone a great time uh we went and met some friends in a pub in a yates a big chain pub over here and there was a queue all the way down the road and we're like Fuck, what just like, to get in well no. we were like Shit, is that the queue for the pub because like we got book they booked a table i'm like doing like bullshit we're kicking through that it's like i'm not waiting for that because you know, we're just meeting people in there. Turns out it's for a place next door. <laughs> and we're like, oh, that's fine. But then we, I had to go in. I was like, dude, what's the for? He's like, D uh, Bret Hart and The Undertaker are doing a signing. Oh, oh wow. And no wonder like, the queue. Fuck yeah, wow. just go in there. And he's like, all ticket fare completely sold out and stuff. But uh, I'm sat in Yates and we're talking. And we're in a booth back to the wall because it was like a football derby on that weekend as well. So it was packed. 
And I'm like, dude, Bret Hart and The Undertaker are like, like right there. <laughs> right there, man. <laughs> like, fucking, you know. <laughs> so that was really cool. But yeah, get, having the actual event, I was like 10 points deep by the time we got into the stadium. It was disgraceful. But I was, I was stood there like, all right, let's maintain now, you know. Um, <laughs> dude, you, you're surrounded by... I know wrestling's not everyone's cup of tea, but when you're in a, in a room with 65,000 people all into the same thing as you... It's something special. It was yeah. actually quite emotional at points, like, for me. It was really, really great. It was, you know, it was a That's hot awesome. crowd. It was a great card. It was it was awesome time. Um, other than that, uh, I watched Sandman. I yes, we too, were so. well, we were a couple of tossers last month. Yeah, yeah, we so we both it. made trouble to watch it all um, now. I'll save it for when you talk. We'll talk about it, I guess, when you do. Same for I watched Nope as well, which I believe you did. Yes, I, uh, I, I, when Nope finished, when I finished watching it, when I walked out, I was just like, huh, <laughs> yeah, I was just like, that was something, you know, that was something. That was, something. and uh, and and it. Nope is actually. I've had to pause and think about it and all of the scenes. I want to watch it a second time. Uh, but it was only after a couple of days where I was just like, you know what, that film was, I think it was absolutely excellent. Awesome. It, it was, it, it gave me everything that I wanted, but it didn't give me all of it. It just gave me snippets. It, it, kept, it gave me enough to keep me excited in the story and the characters and the events as things were unfolding, uh, literally unfolding. And uh, I, I, I also felt, one of the most disturbing some of the most disturbing imagery I've seen in a film made me feel like very uncomfortable mm. uh, I'm not particularly claustrophobic uh, but that sequence whether it was the, the tone of the music or the, the cacophony of screams or the imagery or, or how it worked it was very very effective um, and I, I just thought that the cinematography was great, the performances, the music, and it was great to see Michael Wincott again. Mm. It's very rare to see this guy, you know, the, the top dollar from the yeah. crew, yeah. you know, the captain that dies early in Alien Resurrection, yeah. and uh, he he was really good. I only wish he was in it more, uh, as as well as uh, um, the Stephen Yen's character. He should. He was my favorite character in the movie, personally. Sure. But I didn't enjoy the film, so. Oh. Oh. Well, what, I, what what put you off? Honestly, well, okay, so. Just I would like I realized sort of like twenty minutes before the end that I was just completely unentertained by the movie. It's just a very simple thing. It was just sort of like I put something on to be entertained. This is not entertaining me whatsoever. I've got to admit. Oh um, wow! There, look, listen, I would totally agree. Visuals, I think it looked incredible, and I, I mentioned to you earlier that I found out he's got Nolan's DP, which That's might have incredible. a lot to do with it. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to mess with that. I, I get it. Because, of course... So I cut it off 20 minutes before the end. What? I went back and watched it. I did go back <laughs> and watch it. But i got to admit... So what, what, the was point, the, what was the turn-off moment? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think, too, because that's that's my point. Is I was just so, <laughs> oh, no. like... I was He's like, so fucking out. something happened. You know, like... Um, but I, I went back and I rewatched I rewatched the ending and stuff sure. like that. And, like I get it because naturally I went online to find out what an asshole I was for not understanding it and not getting it whereas I was just like I totally got it I just personally didn't it didn't hit my button sorry sure, um, sure. I, I get the whole you know the you know we can't tame a wild animal theme it was they kind of subverted it with like some that biblical stuff at the end and fucking jean jacket it's kind of like an, <laughs> a, uh, an angel in the way it shapeshifts so there's that maybe so sure. I get what he was going for and I, I and I will say this Jordan Peele got to make exactly the movie he wanted to fucking make. Yeah. yeah. Totally respect him for that. So I get that, like, you know, I, I, I get that, you know, a lot of people are really, really enjoying it. I just didn't think of the movie. I, I, I just kind of dig any and every 
sort of supernatural or uh, love H.P. Lovecraft-inspired creature, monster, anything from out of space that's different, that's alien, that's unique. Like, I've not seen a thing like this before in a film, so... Uh, I kind of got pretty excited about about so, that. Hey, dude, I literally said to you earlier, I was like, where are these original ideas? And that was, you know, yeah. certainly one of the more original ideas I've seen in a long time. Yeah. At the end of the day, sometimes it just shit don't connect. You know sure, that's say? absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. like listening to an album by a band that you really like. Yeah. And you're but like, that one just didn't land. Sure, yeah. You know? Sometimes Metallica makes an anger. You know what yeah, I mean? I was, <laughs> what was in my head then? The moment you it said happens, it, I was like, same anger. You know? But we'll always have Master of Puppets. So <laughs> right, fine. right on. Um, I watched The Black Phone. Nice. Which I, I still need to see this. I still need it. to see oh, this. I thought you'd watched it. I don't want to spoil it for you, but I really enjoyed it. It's not a horror movie. It's like a suspense movie, first sure. of all. So I know a lot of a couple of people I talked to you were like, "Oh, I thought it'd be like fucking really violent." Which, when there's kids involved, I was like, "Sure, fucking problem." Um, there, there's actually some really sort of like quite violent parts in it. Some, some parts, violence towards children that actually made me very uncomfortable. Just not what you're thinking it would be, I guess. Right. Um, right. Someone asked last week about underrated actors. Uh, Jeremy Davies who plays the father of the two kids who was in Lost he was in uh, he was in Hannibal and he played the guy who was kicked in the head by the horse right, and he, right. do you know what I'm talking yeah, about yeah. I think he's a very underrated actor in the way that I'm like put him yeah. in more stuff and he plays the, the dad who's got a whole other story about him as an alcoholic and everything like that he was fantastic the kids in this movie are brilliant Ethan Hawke's brilliant I really fucking enjoyed it but it, again it's just it's a suspense movie, and I'll, and also I will say the the um, the supernatural element. I will listen to an argument for people say it's kind of shoehorned in, and okay. you kind of could have. Well, you, I suppose you could have took it away, but then I, you wouldn't call it the black phone, I guess. But um, sure, yeah, it was it was a really enjoyable film. I'll definitely be getting that one on Blu-ray when it comes out. Nice, yeah. Um, I'm I'll, definitely going to be watching it before the year's end as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, I watched Beast. Nice, yeah, that's Elba. on my to watch list as well. <laughs> it was all right. I don't know. I mean, because it's a, it's a I, had, I had no simple, expectations. It's a very simple concept, I was really. Like, this is okay. I was watching. It. I was as shocked as everyone. I was like, "Hey, this is actually okay." But you can tell that, like, because I, I will actually make a, an argument again to say, like, the fucking lion looks good in it, and okay. that's a big. If you're gonna have a fucking film about like a scary lion, make the lion look good. Yeah. And they clearly, if that's the budget for that movie, they right. were like, "Right, we need Idris Elba, we need Charlie or Copley, whatever his name is." Yeah. Okay, spend the rest of the money on that fucking lion because yes, there's no one else you know on it. Perfect. The whole thing's on green screen. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and it's like just make the line look good. And yeah, they, they actually sure. did a pretty good job. It's exactly what you think it is. It's you know, it's a you know, again, a fucking wild animal suspense movie where humans for some reason make stupid fucking decisions at every point. Awesome. Well, you that's going to lead me into one of the films I'd like to talk about. Today. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> now, actually, it's two stories. I, I double build uh, this. And the first thing that I watched is a documentary from 2018 called Free Solo. It's nothing to do with Star Wars. This is I'm a... out. Instantly. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you have my attention. Oh, no, no. This is about uh, a guy called Alex Honnold, who in the documentary attempts to become the first person to ever free solo climb El Capitan. Now, I, I don't know much this about... This is a mountain, I'm assuming. Yes, it is. Right, okay. it, it is, a, it is like a literally a vertical <laughs> mountain. Oh, okay. You know, and uh, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of, a lot of climbers, they, you know, ropes and all the things to, to get up them. And sometimes it takes, you know, a whole day to climb it. This guy is going to attempt to free climb it in a couple of hours. And, of course, th this is thousands of feet in the air. Like, a single fall, a single misstep, a single slip, fall to your death. Whilst they're shooting the documentary... Like three other climbers have died 
during the making of it, and and the guy who's like bit working up the courage to eventually climb this, like you go into his psychology as well. Like, what kind of person? What does it take to be that person? That goes, I'm gonna climb that without any ropes. Who's the fucking dude carrying the camera up to document well, it? Well, literally, the 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 documentary also we're follows. We're shooting it, this from a chopper, it, man. It follows like. the camera crew, right? <laughs> now. The camera crew are on the ground with, like, telescopic fucking cameras. Yeah, right. And during the bits where he's doing perilous kind of bits where he's got a karate kick up, like, stretched out. Oh, he's like Mission Impossible 2 in it. Completely. Like, the cameraman turns around and just vomits. He's like, I'm I'm never doing this again in my life. I cannot take this. Is he wearing a parachute? No. See, now, I'm just going to say, no disrespect to these (laughs) climbers that die, but if someone's like, what are you going to do if you're climbing? I'm like, dude, I want a parachute. Five, four... I'm fucking parachuting but out of that. That's like, free solo. I mean, yeah, some some do it where they've ex- got like the, like the squirrel the things, you know, where they're just yeah, like exactly. down, yeah. But no, so like now the deck, like, come on, sugar bear. Me, me watching this as well. I've shared this story with many of you before. I have a fear of heights, so I was also squirming in my seat watching this. Like it was nail biter, but it like the two hour documentary just whoomph. Yeah, right that sounds interesting. What did you watch so, it on? Um, would you know what it's streaming on? Or? I can't. I can't remember what it was streaming on now. But uh, if you do get a chance, Free it's called Solo. Free Solo. It's one hell of a real life yeah. story. Um, like he, he even you know talks about his relationships with his girlfriends, and they're just like, you know, <laughs> living with that. Crazy. It, it is crazy. Um, but that also led me into the film that I want to talk about uh, okay. that I just watched, and it's called Four. Obviously, it just came out this year. This is, and this is the prequel. It's, <laughs> it's about the other three. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now, spoilers. This this film it uh, it was directed by Scott Mann, and it was produced by the uh, the producers of Forty Seven Meters Down. So I was like, oh, it's the reverse. They're now. Oh, he's now he's going. <laughs> okay, I get it. Right. Um, so the story is basically two best friends, Becky and Hunter. Uh, find themselves at the top of a 2,000 foot radio tower. Now, I'll, oh, I'll give. I'll just sorry, I'll, I'm going to go into some small spoilers here. Oh. <laughs> the film opens up with them climbing a mountain and one of them dies, falls off the mountain. Okay. Um, so even though I'm watching the film, like I've seen Cliffhanger, yeah, you know, I've I've seen how these films set up. If I'm if the beginning opens with a bunch of people climbing a mountain, I'm like, right, well, who dies? Uh, and so then the other characters like, well, I'm you know I'm never going to climb a mountain again shuts down her life she's like I've lost the love of my life I give up on everything and her friend's like I know what I'll get you out this of your rut this right? you're describing cliffhanger yeah, I know it is exactly <laughs> climb a mountain and she's like oh you know what alright the reason that, the other reason why I was like I oh, will watch this was because Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays the dad Okay. He has two scenes in the film where oh, he's just like, man. it's okay, daughter. You know it's he did okay. that on a Zoom call <laughs> yeah, as well, right? Yeah. <laughs> Literally turned up for a day of filming. Plastered oh, on the front of the movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, it's a cheap movie. It's a it's a cheap movie. They they climb this 2,000-foot tower. It's nerve-wracking. They get to the top and the ladder breaks and gives way and the two of them are stuck up there for the whole movie. That's the premise. Fair. Uh, but I, what I want to say is even though... You know the disaster is about to happen. The reason why you're watching film is to see how they get down. But the build up to the the break, so you know, the rickety ladder, the screws coming out, all that final destination type stuff, they they built that film up to the point where before it happened, I was ready to stop the film and not watch anymore. I literally felt my I felt my blood leaving my body, I was going pale. I was like, this is really good. <laughs> the film is average. But <laughs> if you've got a fear of heights, you're going to be shitting it the entire time. The actors did a good job with mediocre you know, characters. 
Fair. So they, you know, they really carried it. But yeah, if if you uh, if you've got nothing else to watch, give Fall a go, and or do what I did and couple it with Free Solo, and uh, yeah, I think it should make for a good evening. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I um, I was playing um, Plague Tale this month as well. Nice. Because the new one's coming out soon. That's right. right yeah, um, mid October, I think. Yeah, and I told. Worst did you sleep on it too because I, I slept on that on game it. yeah it's really yeah. good it's do you know what it's a really good example of like you know you can make stealth games really simple yeah you know even though it's a linear game yeah you know uh and the rats physics and everything like that is really good it I was, think it's like a 16 chapter game I was on chapter 10 or 11 something like that and I was gonna just take a point of finishing it that night I said like, no I'll play it it's fine do you know what I'm gonna do it tomorrow and I put the time aside and I came down and I turned it on and they'd taken it off a game pass. <laughs> oh, no! And I was like, son of a bitch, so I don't get to finish it. So I was like, well, how much is it on the fucking, you know, instant delivery? And it was like thirty five ninety nine. And I was like, get fucked. I'll watch the end on YouTube. Oh, <laughs> that's no, what I did. No. So I was going, because I was really enjoying it. And I was saying to you, I really, you know, it's been a while. It's hard for me to enjoy video games. I, mean, I think I put on the Discord, I, t- I tried playing that Death Loop, and I just couldn't get to grips with it. I just didn't enjoy it. I know a lot of people were saying sort of like to give it more time, and I'll, I'll fully admit I probably didn't give it a time. But I'm like, look, you got to grab me early because I've got a lot of time to do this. And I've been playing Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla, which nice. again still is like, I always get, uh, you've always got to give like three or four hours into an Assassin's Creed game before it starts anyway right. I'm on about three and a half hours in and I'm like you better be fucking good in the next hour but <laughs> yeah I was really enjoying Plague Tale I'm still I'm going to play the sequel I'm going to sure. make a point of playing it quick yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes. you know, I may do it in one sitting yeah um but yeah, it's, yeah, that was quite a good game. You, did you play it this I've, year as well? I fell in love with the characters. I, yeah, I really I did. The, 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 the world building, the animations, the voice actors. Uh, I streamed it in, I think, like it's two a, or three scenes. It's a real AAA indie game, isn't it? It is, It reminded yeah. me of Hellblade. Yes. In that yeah. way of like, you can tell it's not quite a yeah. AAA game. But, but yeah, I, I'm super excited for the second one. It seems like they've refined the game. There's lots more abilities. Oh, and physics engine on the, yeah. the rats. They've alone. said they've like more than quadrupled the amount of rats I on know, screen. I know, and there was a lot of fucking <laughs> rats on screen in that yeah. in that movie, you know? Yeah. Nice. It's deadly yeah. with that fucking sling though, right? Oh, God, yeah. You, like, you, get, you get full on like Call of Duty Modern Warfare with that sling. Yeah. Like, patow, patow, <laughs> motherfuckers. Yeah, that was good. Really good game. A good game. <laughs> Um, well, I've got a, a a movie that I want to talk about. Terrifier. Yeah, this two. was Terrifier no, two. Actually, I want to talk about Terrifier one right oh, okay, now. Okay, cool. I love um, because this was uh, um, uh, an off-the-shelf review member during the uh, during one of my streams recommended that I watch Terrifier, and I knew you'd mentioned it before. Yeah, and we were like, Art oh, it's Art the Clown. Harsh. I was like, all right, I'll finally get around to watching this film. Uh, was it all All Hallows Eve was the the introduction of him that was like a like VHS style what they call yes. it anthology yes that's right yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right and so I honestly expected a really trashy horror movie and that's it exactly yeah, what yeah, I got yeah, yeah. however I did not expect it I did not expect to really enjoy the grotesque brutal gore the wonderful performance of the of the uh, the actor playing the clown the makeup is great his his miming his body language his mm. per- is it is on a level as as Skarsgård as Pennywise. That's where it it's, starts. Yeah, that damn smile. Yes, <laughs> that goddamn right. smile. Oh my word. So yeah, it's uh, and and yeah, small spoilers for the first film. Get excited for the second one now. Uh, you follow a couple of characters that, like Psycho, are dead by the midpoint of the movie, and you're like, well, who actually am I supposed to be following now? These guys? Oh no, wait. Well, maybe no, they're dead too. Mm. 
<laughs> it's that kind of movie. He's not fucking about. He's not fucking about. And I will say that, you know, even for horror fans, you might find some scenes in this film legitimately disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, if you're a gore hound, you need to see Terrifier. It's not only schlock, but it's actually good. Do you know what? And they do. I don't know what the budget was for it, but you can not talk, a lot. No, and you can tell that they fucking made that they shit work. They stretched it good. They yeah. did really, really well. The costumes are phenomenal. Do you know what? The performances are good from these unknown actors and actresses. That they're, they're actually they're decent. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, which you don't often say in these types of movies, but um, yeah, man. The the guy that play, I don't know the name. I think he's a French guy um, who plays Art the Clown. He is. It's gonna be a fucking wanky thing to say, but he is terrifying. Like he really is. <laughs> yeah. Like, you you not, can see where they got the name from. This I've, wasn't hard. I've not like, seen you know. any. I've not seen him outside the makeup. I've not seen him in any interviews. No, I actually I don't haven't. want to break the spell just no, yet. No, not at all. Like, you know. and in fact, the interviews I've seen with him, he wears the fucking costume, which I'm like, hero, oh, no. you fucking hero. Oh, wow. <laughs> like that's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, man, it's it is. But yeah, you're right. I, I mean, there's there's that. I mean, we talked about a particular scene earlier, and I yeah, I had I did have a fucking. Oh, that's a bit strong. Yeah, I know. I've and seen all the Saw movies. Give me reading, your best shot. Um, reading an incident or some commentary from the director because it's doing the rounds at the minute in the horror festival. That's right. Obviously, you know he's literally said like, "Oh, we were very aware we had to top that." Yeah. Anyway, enjoy and, this movie. And it's like, oh god, like. <laughs> now here's something else that I was kind of excited. Oh, sorry, for. sorry. But what did you think of the trailer of Terrifier two? Though. Oh, Terrifier two trailer looks looks really promising yeah like it looks it looks like they've been given some extra money this time mm. and uh, there was uh, something that the, the director has said was like e- even if you are uh, you've seen all the horror movies on the planet we want to top them all we yeah. want to give you something you know a, a gore or a kill shot or something that's really going to make horror fans question their choice of movies so uh, but the trailer looks good the same actor Lots of him you know, moving weirdly, bizarrely. Mm. Lots of people screaming. It looks like the protagonist, the the you know the person to bring the clown down, has a bit more fight in her. Yeah, compared definitely. to the other we, when you we were worried when it started the trailer, it looked like you know you see the big party with all the kids, and you're like, oh no, don't don't do a body count sequel. Yeah, don't just you know do that, and then it kind of shifted the focus where you think like you know maybe that's just the setup for what is eventually going to be like. Because he is a real fucking. It may he make he'd make a brilliant persistent enemy in a video game. Yes, yeah. Dead by Daylight's gonna is. have him before Abs- we know absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, yeah, it do, it does look like um, look more of the same, just with more money. I guess. Yes. Yeah. That's absolutely. What you need, right? Yeah. Now, there was a TV show that I'd been that had been building up. We talked about it a year or two ago when they announced it, but the pilot episode or the first episode aired this week. Quantum Leap is back. Without Sam Beckett, the character, he's not there. And uh, Wait. okay, so I didn't even know that. So it's not—they're not even using the character of Sam Beckett. Nope. The episode starts with them going, "Hey, this is Quantum Leap technology. We've not been able to figure it out, but oh, we've just figured it out." And this guy's like, "Well, I'm going <laughs> to re- the chevrons well, are locking. I'm, I'm going to rewrite <laughs> the code. Then I'm going to jump into the Quantum Leap, and then oh shit, it gives amnesia." Oh no! So he's not only time travelled in the past, but he has no idea who he is or why he did. And when his soon-to-be wife, engaged, about to get married, turns up, is basically the version of Al going, "Hey, why have you? Why did you do this?" And that did like, happen in the first episode of Quantum Leap, right? He did have amnesia in the first one. I can't. Oh, it's been so long. But that maybe, rings maybe a bell. I did. Only in the but first episode, obviously. But the the thing, the reason why he, the 
in in this new series, they're trying to give like some covert, secret conspiracy reason why he had to What's do it name? there and then. Tell me it's Bam Sackett. No, I can't remember his oh, name. But they, they literally have a holographic image of Sam Beckett and go, yeah, and confirm that they never got him home. And I was just like... Oh, so it's actually... It's the same universe. It's the same... And it's actually a sequel. It's actually a sequel. And in the first episode, they fuck over Sam Beckett, basically. And yeah, just... and just go, yeah, he never made it home. Oh, they, sorry, the new character's called Ben Song. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, now the, the, I will Thanks, say, I, I, I watched this episode after already hearing so what I'm going re- to talk about in a the moment. They did reverse the initials then, I was right. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and as, you know, the first episode, he, he body swaps into, in the middle of a bank heist. And he's That's got cool. A, and, yeah, and at the end of the episode, it cliffhanger teases the, oh boy, but this time it's, oh shit, cut. Uh, he's now an astronaut about to take off into space. So I'm like, okay, yeah, these are that great. That was one of the actual yeah, episodes. Yeah, exactly. So they're great, great scenarios to, to jump into. Yeah, um, but it's the performances, the writing, the characters. Like during the bank robbery, the, the police chase, the, the drama, all flat. All of it was flat. I didn't get excited. I literally zoned out 30 minutes into the episode. And when the episode finished and he was taking off in the rocket, I was just like... If I don't watch any more, I don't really care because I already know what has happened, and I'm trying to remember the um, the actor who played Sam Beckett, uh, uh, Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula, that, thank you, thank you. Uh, Scott Bakula just recently in an interview said, "Yes, they asked me back to be in the new Quantum Leap, and I said no, thank you." <laughs> you know, Dean Stockwell's passed away. The show was what it was 30 years ago, cult series. Mm. Uh, and I'd rather respect it and treasure it, my time on it, the memories with it, and just leave it. <laughs> he leave read, it where he it is. read the fucking script. He read the script. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I mean, I understand. I completely respect it. I absolutely respect it. But as a fan of the show, part of me is just really, really upset that this character will forever be have just been left in the quantum leaping. You know, but on a plus side, I'm like part of me goes, well, he was forever just helping people in time. Yeah, that's what that's a wonderful way to go. But at the same time, I really he that character also deserved to come home. I hope, and he I would have met it up should with, have been with the bad leaper, and yeah. he got married and had yeah, yeah, one good kid and one evil kid. <laughs> oh, no, wait, it's a Star Wars. And then they started. Yeah, <laughs> no, th- I wanted them to bring him home. Just one episode, bring him home. And we're not going to get it. And so for me, I'm like, well, I'm not going to watch anymore. Do you remember, that's what I'm do you remember watching the before. one where they swapped? Do you remember the one where um, he ends Al up in Al? And, he, and he does get to come home? Yeah. And literally the first yeah. thing they do is they're like, let him bang his wife. Yes. Yes. Like, <laughs> immediately. Is this going to destroy the timeline? And it's like, yeah, 0.5% know. chance. Let him do it. <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> so yeah, Quantum Leap. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully the second with the rocket goes up. We'll know. <laughs> Jeepers Creepers. Just got reborn, did you know? This now, oh, I've heard. There's a fourth Jeepers Creepers. And for everyone who's like, wow, yeah. it's really good, but fuck Victor Salva, because legitimate it's, reasons. It's, it's Absolutely. Not him. It's so not that asshole. They've actually made a movie without him. And boy, do you miss him. Yeah. <laughs> we should get the pervert back. Right? Don't come on that. Well, I'll be, I'll be honest. Say, I haven't seen it yet. I've heard some horrific shit, which you confirmed, but I'm, it's I'm the, still going to watch it. But It's the first one not filmed in America. Really? Where is it filmed? Um, it was actually filmed in a kitchen, by the sound of it, on no, someone's iPhone. Uh, part of, I think part of it was filmed in London. Some of uh, it was filmed. This in, was pandemic shooting, though. Yes, right? it was pandemic yeah, yeah, shooting. Yeah. A lot of it. All, all the actors in it are English, and they all had to have uh, accent coaches to give them a deep southern accent. So you're going to be watching it, going, 
Uh, right? Because these are not the best actors either. <laughs> so there's not the best accents. So you're just going to be scratching your head at the whole thing. Um, of course, the, the actor, I think it was something Beck, I think his name was, who played the Creeper in the other three Different films. Creeper, right. Brilliant actor, that guy, uh, for his for that for the body movement and the horror. Yeah, the n- new creeper, new actor, doesn't have the same movement. Has the same makeup. You know, they, I don't think the makeup's the, the same from what I've seen either. It it no, it's he looks shit. He does look shit. No, he, you're right. He does. He does. Like, I'm trying to find one thing. One of, to one of the, big, the one of the big problems with Jeepers Creepers three, one of them, uh, was them lighting him. Yeah. In daylight. Overly lighting. You know, but yeah. yeah. So, but from that, I suppose you got to get a really good look at him, which again took away the scare factor. But yeah, yeah, it looks like they've changed the look of him in this one. Well, that is because somehow looks shorter as well. It's a stupid thing to say, but he somehow looks shorter. This film, in its opening, recreates the opening of the first Jeepers Creepers film, but with an elderly couple. Oh, like driving down the road. Driving down the road, beating you van, banging in the back. Mm. They watch the body getting put down the chute, but you know, so it literally that's that, that was the best bit of the film because there was literally just recreating ah, it. Ah, this is familiar. Yeah. And then it goes, yes, and now here is our new teens also driving in a car going down this country road and they're both, li- one of them's talking about the Jeeper Creeper legacy and mythology and basically it's not real but... So what? He's like meta in this one where people know about him. Everybody knows about the creeper. It's just a myth, like one of those, you know, like the Mothman. Well, they make the first three movies like stab and scream or something. Yes, yeah, pretty much. I was kidding. Are yeah, you yeah, no, 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 no. This is what happens. Oh, <laughs> oh so. my ass! What the fuck? So, like, I, at the end of the film, I honestly don't know whether this exists in the original film's timeline or if it's its own thing. Going, those were just movies. It doesn't matter. It sucks. Work, don't bother. Don't bother. Jeepers Creepers franchise is over. It's over. I'm gonna watch it, aren't I? You probably. Yeah. <laughs> You're still gonna get attacked. Should we talk about something good? Yeah, fine. Cobra Kai. Yes, bitches. <laughs> Cobra Kai season five just wrapped on Netflix. Oh. Binged it in two days. Same. Kicked, <laughs> kicked the fuck out. Crane kicked the shit out of that. <laughs> I honestly thought this show would be done. Two seasons, great little revival comeback. Three seasons are on Netflix now because YouTube's dropped this whole thing. Mm. Okay, yeah, I expect another one one season. Yeah, celebrate it, Netflix owns it all. We're waiting on season six now. Yeah, man. The story has an ending, but it's not concluded. And I gotta say, I'm I'm hungry for more. I did not think I'd be wanting even a sixth year of Cobra Kai. No, I can't believe that they like they found places to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. And and not even just sort of like where I suppose the easy thing is to just sort of like say after season two or three, Johnny and Daniel go away and they just concentrate on the kids. They could have just done that, but they yeah. didn't. They managed to keep it all relevant within the story. It's, and it's one thing I actually liked about this season was it, as much as I love all the, the you know the, the the kid cast, I'm here for Danny and uh, and um, Crease and Silver Kreese. and Johnny, and so Chosen, I actually. Man. And, and Chosen, yeah, so I, I actually wanted to see the adults more in Cobra Kai. Yeah. And I think in this season, we did. The kids for Can we spoil it on this one? A we little did. bit, yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, if you were Cobra Kai crazy, you've seen you it already. already. According Come to Netflix, on. you have already seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> According to the numbers. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. It, I, I loved it. I mean, the just references alone kept me fucking happy throughout the all of it. References. The Rocky references. The Beverly Hills Cop reference yes. is amazing. Um, <laughs> but... You know, return. They finally completed the circle 
with Mike Barnes. Yes. You know, that's out there. We were so like we kind of like caught maybe a little bit shortchanged. Considering like, they just, made but such just a because big... we could have we just wanted more of him, I suppose, yes. in that respect. Yeah. Like I did want him to say I was talking to Campbell ways ago where I said like I just want him and Johnny to fight. Yes. And they don't quite I, get I, it there, I, but... I'd love that there was a moment where you've got a Danny and you've got the villain from Karate Kid 1, yeah. Karate Kid 2, and Karate Kid 3, and they're all there just all on the same team yeah. talking to each other. I was like, this is awesome. Absolutely I did awesome. not expect this. Absolutely awesome. But the, um, <laughs> yeah, man, I, I thought, again, they just, they, they, they knew what they were doing with this season. Yeah. They did something that doesn't normally work either, where the fact that they took part of the season was like, we're going to totally set this in a completely different place in Mexico. Yeah. With this other story that's kind of got nothing really to do with anything that's going on. Yeah, just a little and we're road trip story. The same characters. Yeah, and we're going to wrap it up in a couple of episodes, and it's going to feel fine. Yeah, you're yeah. not going to feel like, oh, why do you even put that it, in? It's, you know, it was like honestly like Cobra Kai is super cliched. Oh yeah, it is trope Ooh. city, but it does it with such an honesty and a heart. Like these characters, they are they are really well written. Yeah, and they play in that like playing into those tropes is like its strength. It's like it knows its eighties. But it, it makes it work. Like the whole episode where they go to Mexico and he gets beaten up by these these guys that rip him off with yeah. the map. Yeah. And then uh, and then Johnny turns up with his biological son to help basically track down his to be adopted son. You know, part of the family. Mm. And uh, and and just him getting into the fight with them and then getting put down and then his biological son who doesn't want to be there with him jumps in and helps him in the yeah. fight. You're just like it's so wholesome. Yeah. <laughs> Until <laughs> like I get a point where he's like, fuck it, you two just got to fight this out. Yeah. So that's, that's really it. Some great callbacks it's, it's as well. It's predictable, but it, 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 but it works. It hits on the emotional yeah, level. Do you know what I it's noticed? It's funny. Is in this one, they seem to have a few scenes where, I mean, we talked about, like, they saved up all the blood and the F-bombs for the last episode. Oh, they really did. But there was a few... Dude, when, when they give... Um, spoilers. When they put fucking LaRusso Jr. and give him that swirly and stuff, they're fucking grabbing and he's struggling. Fuck. Yeah. Dude, have you ever seen a movie, An Innocent Man, with Tom Selleck? I know. Oh, it reminded me of like this prison scene where a dude got raped. I was like, <laughs> they're holding him, he's shaking. Oh, I was watching, like, holy fuck, they're going hard in the paint on this one. <laughs> yeah, man. It was so. Yeah, but uh, but by the end, there's like, you know, there's a, there's a bloody fight and there's literal attempted yeah. murders. Yeah, you yeah, know, it, like, it escalates like, super pretty dramatically. Like those fucking guys that Terry Silver brings in, like, you're gonna run my dojos, you're gonna do this, and if I tell you to kill a motherfucker, you better kill him. Like, you know, <laughs> true super villainy. Oh, totally, man. Yeah, he, do, he, he does is a go James full, Bond villain. He goes with his full own James. James Bond villain yes. in this, like he might it's as well great. have been living in a volcano. Yes. It was uh, awesome, but the um, I thought that uh, Crease had a great. They gave him just enough to keep him nicely relevant while pulling him out of the main story. Yes, yeah. The the, the flashback. There was a moment of de aging with a kid to look like Johnny, where yeah. I was like, Oh, they did Shit. really good job. It's yeah, like Disney money. Yes. like it looked really good. Um, <laughs> I've, I'd love to make a slight tweak to the ending, just very slight, where. Okay. Without spoiling loads or anything, we have a real like lethal weapon ending where it's like a kind of pan out of like cop cars everywhere and all the heroes are like, Man, we've been through some shit. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's a real fucking yeah. lethal weapon action movie ending. But so I was like, Fuck it, let's go full cheese. Because this is a cheesy thing. And obviously and then the next scene is Crease escaping from prison. Yeah. Essentially. So what I would have done differently is I would have just had you have the four main characters you have Daniel, Johnny, Chosen and Barnes. Yeah. Uh, they needed to do a big old fucking turtles high five. <laughs> yeah, right? so oh, have up in the air, freeze frame. Oh, totally. Yeah, like, I always jump like, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, and then they play the theme tune. Yeah. And then the credits roll. But then You're you the have, best. But then you. Oh, right, right. Exactly. How the fuck was that <laughs> yeah. not the ending? 
But then you you bring that crease thing as as a, a post credit scene. Yes. And all he needs to do to make it part of the whole thing, I won't change the entire thing until he's walking towards the camera and they're playing "I Did It My Way" by Frank Sinatra. Nice. Yeah. All he needs to do is look straight down the camera and say "Cobra Kai never dies." Yeah. Fucking fade to black and it oh, would have been perfect. Like yeah. all I wanted to do. <laughs> it was um, yeah, it was it was great. Like I'll fuck, I will rewatch the shit out of all five of them seasons. Yeah, I think like, I will once it's sure, done as well. Because, yeah. um, and what was the? I think you got it in the news, right? There's That's still, right. Yep. still a bit so, of information Shall we get coming. to the news? Do it, man. Go Alrighty, for it. well, before we get into some more Cobra Kai Karate Kid news, unfortunately, as you know, we like to celebrate uh, the passing of those uh, in the industry, in the media industry. Um, and the first one we'd like to talk about is uh, Jean-Luc Godard has passed away at the age of 91. Now, you might not know who he was unless you studied film or, or media in school. Uh, you definitely would have been introduced to some some of this man's work. He was a pioneer in the French New Wave movement, influencing and changing cinema, really, as we know it. And it was always expressive and incredibly experimental. Um, and so a lot of people will be aware of his, of his status. Uh, Breathless, from 1960, uh, was his first film, followed by The Little Soldier and My Life at, uh, to Live. Um, Scott Derrickson... Uh, director shared a tribute in which he said that Goddard changed the form of cinema like Bob Dylan changed the form of music. Wow. So yeah, an absolute legend in the in the industry. A titan, made it to 91. 91, good innings yeah. man, good innings. Abs absolutely. Uh, which is why it's quite sad to uh, announce uh, the passing of Ralph Eggleston, who's passed away at the age of 56. Yeah man, that's crazy. Uh, now this guy is an Oscar winning, a multi-award winning director, animator, art director and production designer who worked on The Simpsons, Fern Gully, The Lion King, before joining Pixar in its earliest days, where he worked on Toy Story, A Bug's Life, Finding Nemo, Wally, and Soul, amongst many, many others. That's people's fucking childhood right there, yeah. man, that he worked on. That's exactly. crazy. That's a, a what did he, at uh, 56? What 56. Did he, what did he pass from? Did it say Pancreatic that? cancer. Oh, wow, man. Fuck yeah, so it sucks. Shit. We got to get rid of this fucking cancer shit. It's bollocks hell yeah so i mean uh, there was an outpouring of love and admiration from everyone at pixar and everyone that had ever known this man as being a we mentioned it, the, that be the start of the next pixar will be some like tearjerker like up but like yeah. cinema, so we'll all yeah. be in the cinema like you it past your pixar, you did it again um now louise fletcher has also passed away at the age of 88 at home in france with her family by her side now I, I, I sometimes I, I want to feel sad of course it's an, an actress passed away but uh, I only remember her as being one of the most hated characters I've seen on my screen ever we, <laughs> no. we mentioned her didn't we either last podcast or the one before where someone said about villains that got away with it and Nurse like, Ratchet Nurse got away Ratchet. with it <laughs> yeah. the one flew over the cuckoo's nest from got to die comfortably with her family in a home in France probably full of wine <laughs> the lucky bitch right uh, but of course uh, it's she might have. She had a few flops after One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, but her she had a revival with Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, mm -hmm. uh, where she was um, cast as Kai Wynn, and she played the uh, Bajoran religious self-centered oh, okay. character. Yeah, 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 yeah. And right uh, yeah, so it was uh, again a villain, another Star Trek villain who was going to be remembered. That's forever. a good point. Since it's made in the. Um comments that uh, if you hate the character the actor did a good job absolutely and I, I gotta say Louise Man, Fletcher if I see that kid who played Joffrey I'll still slap yeah him. right yeah, that's you were amazing acting. thanks yes. <laughs> so yeah Louise Fletcher is always gonna be I'm, I'm always gonna go I don't like you but that's because you were 
So good. Yep. So good. Alrighty. So, <clears throat> a bit of sad news for those that uh, uh, really enjoyed Sandman. Uh, Sandman 2. Not getting I, I, renewed. I watched it, but I'm still half a tosser, I think, because I was kind of like... I I enjoyed some of it, not all of it. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a tosser too. Yeah, I really. I, didn't, I hate to say I didn't like people, it. I don't want to shit all over something. I didn't like all of love, it, but it was. It had some good moments. Yes. I I think uh, one or two episodes were outstanding. Five or six episodes were mediocre. Yeah, man. And one episode in particular was a real stinger. And that one episode is just past the midway point where momentum should really be building. Mm. Um, and uh, I just lost interest. The show bottomed out for me. Uh, that being said, I thought the entire cast were good. I thought the visuals were fantastic, along with the oh, music yeah, and absolutely. the writing. I was just about to say the score is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, that I mean, the best compliment I can give it actually is the uh, one of the episodes I enjoyed is I think it was episode four when he goes to hell and he fights yes. the devil. Now, yeah. uh, mind games, right? So she played fucking Brianna of Tarth and yeah. Phasma. I don't know her name. Uh, Gwendolyn. I'm, something. I'm yeah. not a fan of that actress because I'm like. What does she do? She doesn't really do much. In my, like, I've not seen a performance that's that to me has stood out in the way that people have sort of hyped her up to me. If that makes sense, I, I, I thought she was fantastic in, in as Brianna Tarth. That's, I yeah. mean, that's and again, I didn't watch all of it. Yeah, but so that speaks volumes the fact that that episode, which is just those two talking, and again, yeah. she's not doing much. I was like, wow, this is this is really fucking good. Like, I'm yeah. kind of captivated here, you know. And all of thing, the so. ancients or mythological, biblical character casting, I think, was perfect. In that show, I mean, surprise, surprise, when it's like you know we have a, we have this episode about a writer who's kept a muse up in his attic, and then we have an one <laughs> where you go to hell, and I'm like, surprisingly, the one that went to hell, I'm like, yeah, like fucking enjoyed it. So yeah, the episode, low hanging fruit, I guess. But, yeah, you know, yeah. The episode that stood out and was the best one for me was the one where he met death and made a made a, a bet oh, the with every her hundred years and, and and basically gave this this guy in, internal life, but but. Theorized that within a hundred years this guy would be begging to die. She was kind of centuries awesome. later. He still doesn't want to die. So that was really good. That was a fun episode. You know the one you're saying that dragged, that kicked it in the ass. Was it the one in the diner? Yes. Why was that not I, great? I just don't know. I should have been. If someone right? says to me like, "Oh, it's a film about all these weird characters and they're in a diner and shit goes fucking sideways," I'll be like, "Great, that yeah. sounds brilliant but, to me." And it somehow wasn't. Yeah, yeah. And there's some fucking top actors in that. Yeah, in there, that there really was. Yeah, but uh, so. Weird. I uh, yeah, I, I finished that I'm, episode I'm really feeling. I was like, that should have been better. I don't know. What yeah, to say. I, I mean, I, I, I struggled to watch it. Now, he, now according to Neil Gaiman, the data from Netflix shows that it was popular for a while, but it wasn't binged. It wasn't been watched like Stranger Things and Cobra Kai, where fans of that like hit play, all the episodes, turn Netflix off. With uh, Sandman, it was watch an episode, turn it off. Come back a week later, watch an episode turn it off and this made Netflix question a second season now Neil has come out and said that um, uh, we don't blame people for wanting to take things slow with the Sandman as there are so many themes to be explored on an episode by episode basis also for those who have not previously read the comics and dissected everything happening we would imagine that people watching the show were sometimes confused and wanted to take a breather to discuss what they'd just seen and there's nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, we think it's a compliment that people were taking their time with yeah, the series man, and not wanting to bit. understand, or wanting to understand all the amazing writing in the show. Uh, so yeah, isn't that such a, like in a way? I'm kind of. I mean, all right. That's if that's Netflix fucking model because, and Netflix the only one that they don't do anything where they drop it 
piece by piece, right? Like they just, all right. So Disney just dropped Andor, and it was like three yeah. episodes, and they're going to do it episodically yeah. and stuff. It, but... it depends. Like Netflix, if it's their own show, they drop it all. But if it's like Better Call Saul, where it's coming from AMC, week okay. by week. So, but with their own shows, they it's tend dropped. to drop it all. Yeah. So in a way, I mean, why is that so detrimental to their business model for people to take the time to watch something? Because surely you got more chance of crossing over to another subscription month or something. Exactly. Then. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I don't absolutely right. What, absolutely just right. A, I, That's just what from, they did with Stranger Things, I right? They if split I was it into game two where they're like, Well, people didn't binge it. But did they watch it? Oh yeah, they watched it all. It's like <laughs> I just don't understand why we're having this conversation. I'll be, maybe I'm stupid, you know. But yeah, I just wonder I, if it's... everyone else has that different business model. Like Disney, yeah. like, we'll I fucking have no put idea. One yeah. episode of She-Hulk out every week, and people yeah. watch it that way. We'll put out fucking that We'll do this. It's kind of like, well, why does it work for them and not for mm. Netflix? Weird. Just I don't know. But that's that's the only reasoning we've been given so far as to I, why it's not been greenlit yet. I don't. Yeah, I don't see that as like a, a real mark of popularity of like, oh, people will watch this again. Sort of. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Weird. Well, back to Karate Kid. It has been announced by Sony Pictures that a new movie yes. is in the works. It has a release date as well. I can't wait. For June seventh, twenty twenty four. Can't wait for Ralph Macchio so. to just slap Hillary Swank. It's, <laughs> it's two years Spoiler. away. Now, is that because they need to wrap up Cobra Kai to build up into this mm. film? Is is Cobra Kai done, and now this film is the continuation? Of it? Are the they going to age up the kids? Said, Maybe. The only thing they've said is that this Karate Kid is in the same universe as the original movies, hence it's in the same universe as Cobra Kai. So they have decided to not continue forward with any of the the remakes that they've had. Clearly indicating that this was the more popular one. Mm. Uh, Even though I think Will Smith is still producer uh, on Cobra Kai and on the, the new film as well. But yeah. Interesting times. Can't wait, man. <laughs> I was crying. It's still going so strong. 100% for that. But, I mean, because of the strength of it on Netflix, I think it's roused Sony to realise they still have a hit here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's probably one of those where someone brings it up and he's like, you know we own that. But like, what? Like, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of something that... Especially if it's Sony, actually. <laughs> right. Because yeah, they, they're probably they... shot like, we own something? <laughs> like... <laughs> That's working? <laughs> now, this here may or may not work... But Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd Same have agreed to co-star together in Zombie Town. Uh, it's an ensemble cast, and it's a, a Goosebumps adaptation. So it's not going to be like super offensively horror, uh, but you know, zombie comedy. Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase together for the first time in a movie together in 31 years. Just like since Spies Like Us or something. Like, you know? Nothing But Trouble was their last film ah, together. Okay, there you so, go. So, yeah. It's just going to be strange to see them together, I think. <laughs> yeah, but I, do you know what? Every time that I see Chevy Chase in a film, and Dan Aykroyd, certainly, but I mean, Dan Aykroyd's certainly been more active, but i I got to say that, like, whenever I see Chevy Chase in a film, I do get a bit of a, yay. Like, <laughs> he's in fucking Hot Tub Time Machine. I yeah. was just like, oh, fucking brilliant, really? Like, you know, <laughs> I know there's been gonna be horror good. stories of people that have worked with him. But oh, I know, yeah. yeah. He's a fucking psycho. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I don't have to work with him, so I don't care. Well, speaking of psychos, we've yeah. got a new, we've got a, a final chapter of a psychopath coming out we this gotta Halloween. Do it, dude. we got to do it. Now, the trifecta. <laughs> the trifecta. David Gordon Green, now is this still apparently toying around and editing the ending of Halloween Ends. Apparently, the ending of this film is changing every day. In quotes... Scooby-Doo's taking his mask right, off yeah. at this point, mate. He's, <laughs> he's, excuse me. 
He said he's been speaking with John Carpenter and Jamie Lee Curtis regularly about it, and they're promising big things for this final slice of Halloween life. It's exciting, uncertain, and satisfying, and sad. Honestly, it's getting blown up like Raccoon City, I reckon, at this point. <laughs> just going got new- a new cannon. Yeah, field. like literally it'll just be like the, the it'll cut it's to the, the fucking Pentagon sure. or something like right. Look, we've had enough of this shit. <laughs> like and the president's like, evil fucking dies nice tonight. tonight. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's one hell of a way to do it. I, I mean, legitimately, how would you end it? How would you end it? I mean, part of me thinks sort of like it could have ended when the entire town surrounded him. Yeah, right. And just fucking beat him to shit. But like apparently they did that in the wasn't 90s. <laughs> Yeah. And again last year. And I'm not, not trying to be a dick, but I was like, what, is this the only American town that's not flooded with guns? What the fuck are you all doing? <laughs> Baseball bad time. You're not fucking open carrying in this bitch? Just like, <laughs> and if you lived in that town with that shit going on, I'm not necessarily pro-gun, but I'd probably get pro-gun pretty fucking quick. Right. Like... <laughs> So yeah, I don't, I don't. Do you know what? Honestly, I don't know how I'd end it at this point. Cause no, I I don't feel like the second one was written with any kind of course to finishing it, it as a trilogy. From start yeah, to finish. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't, I don't think there was a plan. Well, and clearly there isn't because they're filming nine <laughs> endings. Like, it's yeah, like what do we do? Like, do we like do they're it? trying to keep a secret out of Walking Dead or something. Yeah, it's like, like do know? we definitively end it? Do we leave the door open for, for other people to make more movies down the line? Do, do, do we explore his supernatural Fucking elements? Peacemaker <laughs> comes in at the end and kills him. There, yes. that's how I'd end it. Yes. And if I watched that ending, yes. I would give it a standing ovation. Yes. Film of the year. I'd Done. be like, yes, that's brave. <laughs> what, fucking what you just saw was brave. Yes. Yeah. Oh dear. Uh, oh no. no I've got it John Carpenter fucking kills him yes unnamed yeah. uncredited <laughs> just steps we in all know nowhere. he's yeah. fucking die I burst you and I'll fucking, fucking take you, you out yes. runs him over in Christine done <laughs> oh! just easy <laughs> the fan there service I'm outraged it's too much fan service mm. <laughs> well speaking of uh, unhappy fans uh, Star Wars or Disney He's going, um, he's going into space. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, yes. that's one of the endings yeah. they're editing. He's going into space, bitches. Halloween in space. Mm-hmm. He's going to see Jason up there. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, Disney have removed Rogue Squadron from its release schedule. Now, it was delayed last year, and now it appears to have been shut down completely with Patty Jenkins no longer even working on it. Disney announced a lot of projects in the Marvel Universe, literally nothing on the Star Wars end. Ryan Johnson's going, um... Am I still getting my trilogy? And it's like, no, sir. You are not. Back over the road because I know that they were then talking about bringing her back in on Wonder Woman again, but getting the original writer because she wrote the second one, which yes was fucking bad. So (laughs) um, director, fine, yeah, okay, but writer, no. So yeah, Rose Rogan been shut down indefinitely. Who knows? Uh, I guess we're going to see soon how well Disney does with its other Marvel projects and soon Indiana Jones 5 as well. Uh, I guess we'll have to see if uh, Disney are running out of money for some of these expensive properties. Well, speaking it's of... It's very funny. It's like, at what point does someone at Disney go, can we calm the fuck down, please? It's <laughs> too much money just being shoveled into that boardroom just like on tubes from Disney World and stuff like they got it to burn we have friends of ours that just come back from there and went to Galaxy's Edge and stuff like that and you know like Adrian and yeah Dan. yeah oh my god I spent so much fucking money oh, <laughs> too much Star Wars stuff <laughs> back into I believe it's DC isn't it Constantine 
It is. Keanu Reeves has has let slip that he is returning to the role. Um, Warner Brothers is developing the new film with Francis Lawrence, the director of the original. Uh, Kiva Goldsman is writing the script. And uh, no other news on returning cast, so no Peter Stormare or Tilda oh, Swinton yet. Oh my god, gotta get him back. Not He's yet. So good, especially since he can be like Lucifer, like with one a of the fucking best. pencil, and it'll make sense, <laughs> right? It'll make sense. Uh, now the only the only worrying news at the moment is that J.J. Abrams is uh, is attached to the project oh, jar, jar. because of previous <laughs> contracts with Bad Robot and something else. Now, a couple of people have said that it, it may just be producer and name-only credit where he's just going to get paid and have no involvement. You imagine when like, it, it goes to like the Hell-A landscape if JJ's in charge. you imagine the lens flare that's going to come <laughs> yeah, off? Oh, You're going to be in the cinema like... <laughs> They, do it, if, they do it in 3D, it'll be like looking at a fucking eclipse. <laughs> You'll just all yeah. come out blind. Hmm. <laughs> All I'm right. down for that though, man, because like yes. Keanu Reeves is absolutely one of those actors that obviously has got enough sway to only do projects he can give a fuck about. Yeah, you know, I yeah. mean, the fact that he's done the whole, how many John Wicks do you want? If you want them, I'll keep making them. He's obviously having fun doing it. They're yeah. good, you know. You can yeah. argue about quality between them, but they're good. They're, they're still good watchable. overall. Yeah. yeah. Um, this could be another one where he's just sort of like, fuck yeah, I'll be Constantine again. Sure, sure. Alrighty, well, I got some uh, quick fire news here for us. Uh, Francis Lawrence of The Hunger Games and Constantine and I Am Legend has signed on to direct Bioshock at, at Netflix with Michael Green, who wrote Jungle Cruise, writing the script. We've been talking this, about... This is a film or series? Sorry, a this film. is a film, right? It's going to be okay. a film. So everyone make sure if you want a Bioshock 2, you watch it in one go really, <laughs> really fucking it. fast. Yes! Um, so this has been a project that's been gestating for years and years and years. Lots of different directors have been attached to it. They've wanted to do their thing with it, and the studio's gone, no, you can't. We want this to be PG, available for everyone. But now it's at Netflix. I think it's going to be exactly what it needs How to be. How fuck can you make that PG? Exactly. I mean, but this was going back up like five, six, seven years now. Even so. Splicers, man, on their own. Yeah, let alone they're the frightening. Rest of it. They're yeah. fucking horrific. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm I'm expecting good things. Fingers crossed, man. Um, we were talking about Scott Derrickson earlier. He's now just cast Miles Teller in a film that he's writing and directing called The Gorge. Plot details are light on this one at the moment, but it's being described as a high-action genre-bending love story. Uh, the Black Phone by Derrickson did well this year, as did Miles Teller in Top Gun Maverick. So this is a director and an actor that I really quite like. I'm excited to see them together. It's funny that he's like, it's high action, because compared to The Black Phone, that is like, <laughs> right. very little action. <laughs> yeah. The casting for Red Sonja has been announced. And filming is also well underway right now. Really? Now... Again, film or...? A film, yep, a Red okay. Sonja film. Matilda Lutz... Uh, has been cast as the as Red Sonja. Uh, the only thing I've seen her in was the Rings, the Ring remake called Rings, oh, okay. which came out a few years ago. wasn't very good. Uh, Wallace Day and Robert Sheehan. Robert Sheehan, of course, you'll know from Misfits or the Umbrella Academy. Yeah, he's cool, man. And I'm like, like he's him. cool. I don't want to see him in a fan sword and sorcery fantasy. Well, no, because I mean, if he literally, if he does like, you cast him as like a bard character, like the dude from The Witcher, it'll yeah. probably be really fucking funny. I hope so, you but know? I was like, but I, don't, I don't know. This Red Sonja. No, but the, the only thing that can probably save this is, is make like, it a bit funny. Yeah. Go like like Thor Ragnarok level of stunning. Don't go all the way to Love and Thunder. Just Thor Ragnarok yes, level of like, right action level. and funny. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the perfect amount. But, but here's the thing about the Red Sonja movie: is the director and the writer, it's M. J. Bassett who 
directed Silent Hill Revelations, which is the second Silent Hill movie. And that is one of the worst pieces of dread. You know what? I don't <laughs> I've ever actually seen. think I fucking watched it. It's because it, I really like the first one. I like the first. It's Christoph Gans. Yeah, it, it has. It, I understand it has a lot yeah. of good things going for it. But yeah, Silent Hill like, you're talking about because it's a video game movie. I got a <laughs> yeah. real low criteria where when I say oh, I enjoy Silent so it, Hill, therefore it exceeded like, expectations. It wasn't totally yeah. shit. Yes. So <laughs> thumbs up. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm immediately like. Eh. Red Tile. The only one thing I will say about MJ Bassett is she did direct a couple of episodes of Ash vs. Evil Dead. So, she's got something going. Cool. Uh, next bit of news is a Barbarian oh, man, I'm will to be getting an October release date in the UK. This film has been getting a lot of attention after a push in America and 28th of October here in the UK, just in time for Halloween. Now, the hype for this film has been hush-hush and spoiler-free uh, so it's kind of awesome that this sort of film has been getting that attention and fans that have seen it are going, you need to see it, not telling you anything about it. You, you seen the trailer? Nope. Oh, I mean, in a way, I'd say watch it because it tells you nothing, but it totally intrigues you. That's awesome. That, that, I mean, that's what I liked about it. I, yeah. I haven't watched, I haven't read anything necessarily about Barbarian. I'm just basing my anticipation on that on the trailer, trailer alone. Wow. So, yeah, it's, it might be worth watching. But then again, if you've made it this long, fuck it. Yeah, yeah I'm just going to wait. I'm just waiting now. <laughs> Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the video game. It has an unknown release date of 2023. It's going to be based on the film from 1988. This will be an asymmetrical horror similar to Dead by Daylight, Evil Dead, oh, okay. and Friday the 13th. The main difference here is that it's going to be a 3 versus 7 format. Is this just what we're doing with every horror like every Texas Chainsaw horror Massacre, like... the video game, is also in development I was right say, now. Yeah. Ghostbusters, the video game, is in development now. But Both it, but of these it's all asymmetrical. This yeah. It's all this format. Yeah. You know, killer, survivors, in the film settings. It's worked. I liked Friday the 13th a lot. Dead by Daylight was, was, was is, you know, is the, the, the pinnacle in this genre right now. Mm. Evil Dead is the one that I'm spending all my time playing, though. I can't wait to mix it up, playing with Ghostbusters, Killer Clowns. Uh, I think it'll work. And I think the Killer Clowns will work because of the bizarre and creative oh, clown great. monsters. E easy to translate those as fucking yeah. skins for video games. Absolutely. Like, you know, they're fucking horrific looking. Now, the thing I'm, I'm kind of excited about as well, because um, this, this company ha hasn't made anything that I've ever heard of before, but they have hired the director, Randy Greenbank, who was the director of the Friday the 13th game, to make the Killer Clowns game. So I'm like, that's awesome, because this guy knows has experience making yeah. this type of game. He had a real shit time with the court system and his game got taken away from him. So to actually get to retry with some with some hindsight now, um, I'm high hopes for Killer Clowns. It's Killer Clowns! <laughs> from outer space! Another video game from our childhood. Season 1 of Twisted Metal. <laughs> That's right, a season, a TV season That's a of Twisted Metal. Clown. You want to talk about Killer Clowns? Right, has finished wrapping for Peacock, the streaming service. Uh, Michael Jonathan Smith, the head writer and show executive producer, said on the last day of filming, there was lots of laughs, a few tears, and ice cream being handed out the back of Sweet Tooth's truck. Nice. That's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, there's no release date yet, but the cast includes Neve, uh, Neve Campbell, Anthony Mackie. Stephanie Beatrix, Thomas Hayden Church, Samoa Joe, who's going to be playing Sweet Tooth. Shut your ass. Yes, wrestler, Samoa Joe, and Will Arnett. 
uh, is also wow, in the film and hell, an executive producer on it, and he will be voicing Sweet Tooth. Oh, that's fucking sweet. <laughs> Jeez. But yeah, fuck, that's awesome. Uh, the premise. I'm fucking watching this. John Doe, played by Anthony Mackie, a smart-ass milkman with no memory of his past, joining the Twisted Metal tournament as a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to make his wish of finding community come true, if he can. Okay, I bet you a thousand pound right now. He can't remember his past, but he's at Special Forces. Yeah, he's got to be. Yeah, yeah. His name um, be Dwayne Johnson. But we have been <laughs> promised spectacular, savage vehicular combat. Good, because I watched that fucking Death Race remake. And oh, God, I was, the Death I was, Race film? I was fucking <laughs> lied to. Yes. <laughs> High hopes for Twisted Metal here. Uh, when, when was the release date on that, sorry? They they finished filming, so oh, okay, they're now right in on, full cool. post-production. Oh, we got they're adding all of the flames then, to the to yeah, Sweet Tooth's man. To and fucking head. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, a documentary is being put together right now on the failed attempt of George A. Romero's Resident Evil film. It's now in production with a release date of 2024. For those unaware, uh, after Alan B. McElroy's initial 1998 script for Resident Evil was rejected, Romero pitched his own script that same year for what would eventually become the 2002 Resident Evil film by Paul W.S. Anderson. A draft of Romero's script, dated October 7th, 1998, was eventually leaked online. Romero's script was ambitious, it was gory, but it also strayed pretty heavily from the 1996 video game. Uh, nevertheless, in spite Romero staying relatively close to the material, Capcom also didn't want the script uh, to go ahead, citing that it was too violent. Too violent! So it was eventually scrapped by Constantin Films, then Anderson took over uh, and adapted his film The Undead, which got reworked into the Resident Evil film that we know so, yeah, this documentary is going to be fascinating. What a fucking dumpster fire that I'm, fucking was then, basically. I mean, I, th I think they took it out of one dumpster fire and just put it in another one. Yeah, slapped a new label on that dumpster, basically. Yeah. You know, but uh, dumpster fire trading. That's going to be really interesting. I think that's going to be a really good fucking <laughs> documentary because so that's really going to shed some light on sort yeah. of maybe how we got what we got. True. As yeah, well. I, and I think because they've also talked about George Romero directing the Japanese commercial for Resident Evil Two. Yeah. As well, so. I think there should be some interesting behind-the-scenes uh, stories there. Final story. Blade Runner 2099 has now been officially greenlit at Amazon Studios with Ridley Scott Executive Producing, set 50 years after the previous film. Vernon Sanders, the head of global television at Amazon, said, We are honoured to present this continuation of the Blade Runner franchise and are confident that by teaming up with Ridley and the remarkably talented people, Blade Runner 2099 will uphold the intellect, themes, and spirit of its film predecessors. This is going to suck, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I... <clears throat> well, we know they're going to spend money on it. Like, Amazon's, like, was it Wheel of Fortune? I, I couldn't watch all of that. Um, I'm still at two minds of Rings of Power. I'll talk about that another time now. Do you mean Wheel of Time? Yeah, Wheel of Time. Sorry, oh, yeah, like yeah. The game show? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, Wheel, Wheel of, of Fortune? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's been a few misfires uh, over there at Amazon, so I don't know, we'll see. Uh, they're going to have to spend a lot of money on Blade Runner, I think, to get it looking and sounding right. Yeah, right. Um, so I guess we'll see, we'll see. A couple of trailers to talk about. A mm. couple of trailers. We uh, Chucky, season two. Andy, are you up to date with Chucky yet? I'm not, no. What? <laughs> How many of the Got movies the have you seen? Season, uh, uh, oh, okay, so the first three and then uh, Bride of Chucky... 
Son of Chucky? Uh, seed. Seed of Chucky. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Then Cult of Chucky. I didn't see Cult. I didn't see Cult of Chucky. And I call that one. And I haven't seen the the um, the oh, series. The, yes. So, yeah. So yeah, this is season. But two. that was a good fucking trailer. Oh, the trailer's awesome. That was a great fucking trailer. It, it, it teased everything and gave nothing away. It's shown you where the like the first one was kind of high school suburban area. This one's still suburban area, but also looks like correctional facility again. So a little bit of Charles Play three thrown in there. Brad Dorof's back. Jennifer Tilly's back. The whole cast is back. Don Mancini's continuing to write it. He's got a plan. He knows how far the story's going. He sees more movies in this franchise yet as well. It looks really promising. I did, if you I, like the, the first thing season, I said, it's kind of like it. Remi- we were saying that it's almost like a, a Cobra Kai situation where it's yeah, like look, a revival. They've got everyone. Everyone's on board. Yeah. So from that alone, it's that's good enough for a lot yeah. of people. <laughs> Hell <know>? yeah. <laughs> uh, we talked about Terrifier two. Um, but this uh, this next one that we're going to talk about is Hellraiser. Mm. We've been anticipating this for a while. We've been talking about Hellraiser coming back as a movie and as an HBO series. The the TV series of Hellraiser has gone utterly dormant right now. Yeah, I don't. I, I think it may have been shut down and cancelled because Clive Barker is now officially working on this rebooted movie. Uh, so yeah, it's a take on the Clyde Barker's 1987 classic where a young woman struggling with addiction comes into possession of an ancient puzzle box unaware of its purpose is to summon Xenobites. That's the, the new the new setup. So this is going to be released on Hulu on October 7th and it's from director David Bruckner who directed The Signal, the VHS uh, Amateur Night segment of VHS. He also directed The Ritual, a couple of segments of Creepshow 2019 as well. Doug Bradley is also, sorry, Clyde Barker is returning as a producer, and Doug Bradley is not in the role of Pinhead. What did you think of the trailer itself? Oh, do you, I, do you know what? I thought it was a really good trailer because I it it had everything that made you go, "This is Hellraiser." Yes. Uh, whilst also the music straight away, the Christopher music Young's wonderful. music. The uh, do you know what like if you compare it to some of the like I mean I've seen the original Hellraisers and then I stopped after like fucking Judgment or something. Oh, that was the last one. <laughs> so you did. Oh no, so sorry. No, no, no. So basically, I watched the first three and then and then, and then to Judgment, the end. right? And then I haven't seen any of the shit in the middle. There's some no, good not, shit not, in the middle. Not, not like fucking Judgment was like, oh, that was very good. But no, there um, is some good shit in the middle though. I think. Um, the um, it it made me think that it's kind of like right. It's not giving too much away or anything like that. But also, it kind of showed you enough that it 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 reminds you of fucking Hellraiser. It reminds yes. you of those early movies. The vibe, going the on. feel, the 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 tone. They sh- they managed to show a bunch of the Cenobites without overexposing you. I don't think. And then yeah. yeah, look when Pinhead rocks up, and I mean it's kind of like they they showed a fair amount of them in the of of Pinhead in the trailer because it's like look everyone fucking knows at the minute because. No one's going to be surprised by it. Everyone knows it's a female or you know androgynous lead and stuff like that. Yeah. But when she opened her fucking mouth, dude, oh that voice! <laughs> I was like, I know. I was like, they they have got the um, the synthesizer in there, or the you know they've altered the voice to give it that echo, so mm. it sounds layered. And the fact that she's got the open throat, yes. like vagina throat, as people record her online, which I was like, do you know what? That's not bad name for her to be fair, based on the you know. Everything. Yeah. Um. So it feels like it. Yeah, it's like messing with her voice and stuff. Um. I I absolutely love the the, the box attire. Great. The box. Yeah. The way they change. This is something that Ian has said in all of our reviews for Hellraiser. He's like, I'm tired of the box. Why don't they do something different? Mm. Why don't they make it round? Why don't they make it diamond? And the way that they revealed it, where yeah, you didn't so see the, it the straight away until like it's... you turned it on and stuff. And it was, you know, um, 
again uh, kind of similar to like we talked about with like terrifier and stuff where it's like the the other like the the lead actress in it looks like she looks like she's doing okay in the movie as well yeah. you know it doesn't look like terrible yeah. um I'm, I'm excited for it man my only real criticism of this trailer is the cgi i the was, chains right the chains yeah. like i was like yeah, 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 yeah. everything was going so well for this trailer you got the music from christopher young you got these wonderful actors this brilliant makeup they, i'm they feeling like hellraiser they got time to, to they, they do not them. much time but they do uh 7th of october so they've already less than a month but like i was like but why cgi chains like get some get some monofilament wire pull that chain across the camera screen yeah. like the, the, it worked in all the other movies you like do why do they though. need to yeah, do it again, now because yeah i mean you know me i'm all for practical effects anyway and yeah. like you said it would it would be such a cool sort of like familiar feeling of home if they did that but again you've also got to wonder i mean who's it being made by hulu i mean are they maybe ah, we don't want that we want it to be cgi and brought up to date maybe I don't know. It's just it's it's it immediately did, yeah. distracting because that, that the, corridor the, the, when they were coming on the corridor, yeah. it, it almost that's the only bit of the trailer where I was like, oh man, that felt like a shot that you'd put if in, anything, in a three D movie yeah. just to prove that it was a three D movie CGI or something. CGI out the device you used to pull the the, the chains towards yeah. the screen. You know, uh, it, it just the the lighting was off on it. It didn't fit in. It was badly composited. Maybe it was just for the trailer. We'll see. But I reckon that's the shot we'll see in the film as well, uh, which is going to be an an immediate conversation point. I don't want it to be. I don't want to have to Dude, address if, the CGI. If the majority of the gore just, is like is more practical, though, yeah, it will be a minor point. Like, like in the way true. in this trailer, I agree. It's, it's I a minor agree. point. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is a minor point. Yeah. and that's because I've got very little to criticize at the moment. Absolutely, man. Fingers crossed. <laughs> now, uh, it is always fascinating as well to hear what other people that worked on the original, like the icon of horror himself, Doug Bradley, has to say about this new Hellraiser. And he said, well, it seemed like a female pinhead was coming. It's an interesting piece of casting, though, he said. Um, I don't know Jamie, of course. They've taken um, a little bit of a wrinkle in that because Jamie, the new actor actress playing pinhead, is transgender. And uh, I'm not familiar with her work, but there was a science fiction series on Netflix a few years ago called Sense8, which Bradley was a fan of. Jamie was in that, oh, and so he really liked, liked her performance yeah, in Dan that. I really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, Doug really said he can't really say much more than that. He says he likes to point out that he did wear a skirt as Pinhead, <laughs> so it's an interesting casting decision. Um, but uh, he says, um, like we say, female Pinhead, like we know what that means. But there's a million shades oh of femininity, God. especially when you're dealing with like the Cenobites. It's yeah, like, dude, no, no one's fucking picking a gender in that fucking mess. Like, right. You know? So uh, I, I just think it is interesting, and uh, he also closed. Uh, Doug Bradley closed by saying everything about Hellraiser has always been transgressive. Everything always from start to finish. It's not not a new idea in that sense, but he's intrigued, and Doug Bradley says he's in the same position as the rest of us. It's going to have to just see where this <clears throat> this new movie goes. Mm, absolutely. Alrighty. Well, that's going to be it, I think, for the first section of the podcast. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to be coming back to do the bracketing for the horror tournament for next yes, podcast. the draft, bitches. The draft. We're doing a draft. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go anywhere.
and welcome back everybody to the second part of the podcast where we are going to be doing our draft for next month's Halloween franchise horror movie tournament knockout extravaganza. That is its full name <laughs> and, he, his... and he will remember that. <laughs> yes, quote me on that next yeah. time. Absolutely. So there were a ton, a ton of entries, potential entries for this list. And not all of them could make it into a sweet 16. <laughs> we agreed 32, like last time, was <laughs> yeah. fucking stupid. Right, right. <laughs> and I feel like I've got more to say about some of these movies than those cartoons. No doubt, so yeah. We needed to, to bring no it doubt. down. So it was a tough, tough pick. Like, I really wanted to get the Predator franchise on here. I was like, it just didn't make it. Like, so even the Predator didn't make it. And you think it would. So... The, the the rules, because they were very vague to begin with, we were going to be doing just horror sequels. Because if we were going to do a horror movie knockout, we can decide that right now. Well, we, we can have a one hour discussing, is it The Thing or is it Alien? Alien, yeah. They're like, what are, it's more interesting when we look at and talk about the entire franchise instead. Franchise, so the ruling is, it must have at least one movie doesn't have to have sequels or prequels but they're included in its franchise video games comic books graphic novels anything if it has an audio book you know anything that's related to it is considered part of its franchise so the and it and the and the other rule there must be at least three entries in total the thing john carpenter's the thing is on here because it has a prequel movie mm -hmm. john carpenter's the thing is considered a remake and it has video games and comic books based off of it. So it might feel like a small franchise, but it is one. So whether it has a sprawling 10-movie franchise like Hellraiser with varying quality, or whether it's small and tight like Jaws and there's just four movies and a game and some other stuff, there's still research to be done. <laughs> but that's going to be for the films that we want to talk about when we actually do the uh, the knockout next next podcast. So... Without further ado, Andy has the bag. He all has right. my Cthulhu I've the, bag. I've got the bag of destiny. He's got the bag of destiny. He has all the entries in there. So would you like to pick the first one? Yeah, man. I feel like I should be wearing like a gold bikini or something. And you're all like, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> we also need the okay. drum roll and the music oh, and I stuff. Know, right? got you guys will have to do it in the chat. Yeah, so. yeah. Okay. okay, so our first uh, entry is The Exorcist. Exorcist is number one. Okay. Now bear with me. I need to, I need to find it. This is absolutely going to go through. Smooth. <laughs> right. Yeah. There we go. Exorcist is in the number one spot. Yeah. So, what would we like to do? Do we want to go to the other side, or would we want to? Now do... you got to draw them against each other, right? Straight away. I yeah, don't. I don't yeah, know how yeah. it's done. I've never done this before. I'm excited. All right. <laughs> What's so, next? Going up against the Exorcist is Psycho. So, okay, that's good. I like that. Exorcist versus Psycho. Like it. I think that's pretty good because they both about the similar amount of movies. Both had remakes. Both had TV shows. I was just about to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Similar, uh, I was thinking about when the originals were made and obviously like that. Um, okay, so next one. <laughs> what? Okay. Well, I mean, technically this wasn't on there. I'm assuming Silence of the Lambs? Yes, okay. Well, you, so you've written Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, <laughs> now, because like Silence of the Lambs, like I, I, don't, I was like, how do I bracket this? Because like Silence of the Lambs is not a franchise, right? But Hannibal is. 
I'm with you. So I was like, you've got, you've That's got, right. you've got the all, right. all the different That's movies the plus the Hannibal series plus the books. It's kind of like what you've Red done Dragon, with Red Dragon, etc. Over there, exactly. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now yeah. that makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> I just read it and instantly <laughs> were like, oh, we fucked up already. <laughs> all right. So going against uh, Science of the Lambs, oh, this is just going to cause havoc. What is it? Jaws. Jaws versus Silence. Oh wow! <laughs> Already picture like... the argument. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's going to be a tough one. It's tough for you because you know you're going to decide that one because of who's arguing. Oh for yes. It. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I got to think. I didn't really think about this. <laughs> Alrighty. Next up in the bracketing. All right, we have Alien. Alrighty. Mm. It's a big one, this one. Uh, my my oh. One of my personal favourites. Unfortunately, when we look at Aliens, we've got Alien Covenant. Right. we got Prometheus. you got, and you've also only got one other sci-fi entry left. The Thing? So it'd be interesting. If it if pulls can, right now, I, Alien pull, versus The Thing right now. Don't do, the no, The Thing needs to be on the other side. What's it? It's Friday the 13th. Friday, oh no! <laughs> well, well, I think I know the winner of this one myself, but... For my, my who I'm going to be fighting for, mm. but that that's a juggernaut right there. I think. Okay, so then the last on this side is going to be. Yep. Uh, George A. Romero's Dead series. Nice, very good. Do you know the best thing? I was looking at this and I was going through them all, and I was like, oh, I get to rewatch Dawn of the Dead this month. Ah, oh, <laughs> yes. I, I need to do it now. <laughs> I, I need. I want to rewatch Day of the all Dead right, again. Let's, all right, let's not. Let's try not to pull Evil Dead against this. Show. Right, yes. <laughs> what is it? It is Child's Play. Oh, so. oh, oh this is... That's going to be a tough one. That's another tough one. Child's Play is coming in late with some quality uh, quality content, right? Child's... The only, th- the only thing I'm thinking that's going to cripple Child's Play is the remake. Maybe... Bride and Seed of Chucky as well as being the down Will the point? second season be out before... No. Yes. Oh, see that kind of a, uh, Yeah, that's the thing. Because be Hellraiser, the movie is going to be out a week or two before this, so it has a chance to win some points. We're also going to see Halloween ends as well. Exactly, so that, Halloween. That that's Halloween's what I was, that's why I was upset. The Predator didn't make it on here because I was like, but they just had Prey, which is great. Like Absolutely. brought the franchise back. Oh my god! Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, uh, so now we're on the other side. On of the, the other bracket, side, so going yeah. against that lot, we're going to have Saw. Starting with Saw. Okay. Pretty strong saw and, until. Oh, uh, I didn't pull. I wanted Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Again. Oh no! Uh, the thing. Oh, oh. I think I think the thing was probably going to take it, but it's going to be a it's going to be an interesting discussion. I think on that one. Next one we've got Nightmare on Elm Street. There we go, classic Freddy Krueger. Yeah, I was like, is there anybody who's doubled down on here? And the only one that's on here, I think, double is Wes Craven. For um, having Scream well, no, and you, uh, Nightmare. You got the thing and um, oh no, Halloween. Yeah. Okay. So got, yes, uh, actually, Carpenter. so John Carpenter yeah, yeah, twice yeah. as well. John Carpenter and Wes Craven scoring twice. That's awesome. What does that tell you? Scream. Sc- oh. Oh, oh, oh no! Craven versus Craven. Yes. Well, there was too much Craven in here, so one of them's got to go. Uh, I can't find you. There you are. Alrighty. Ian's in the chat. He'll be using his John Carpenter equation for this tournament. Yeah, I understand. You can't Ian. take a fucking month off and then heckle us in the comments, alright? 
prick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so next we've got Evil Dead. There we go. There we go. One of my favourites to win versus. this. Versus. I'll let you move it first. Yep, Taking you. on Hellraiser. Oh no! That's not fair! That's I wanted to see these which, both go far. Yeah, that's so that's gonna obviously leave us with Halloween. Halloween Taking on Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre. Massacre. Awesome. Do you know what we got a good couple of like you know, you, Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, these are sort of like classics, and then you've got kind of like some some newer ones with like Nightmare versus Scream, I guess. Like yeah. Scream's like the you know, almost like a successor yes. to to those slasher movies, right? So there's your draft. Well, there now you we're go, gonna, folks. We're going to interview the main uh, antagonist from each one who's going to do a draft speech. <laughs> well, obviously, I'm really happy to be going here. And same thing every other motherfucker just said. So, uh, for those of you only listening into the podcast, I'll just recount those right now. We have The Exorcist versus Psycho, Silence of the Lambs franchise up against Jaws, Aliens up against Friday the 13th, Dawn of the Dead, sorry, the George A. Romero Dead series against Child's Play, Saw versus The Thing, Nightmare on Elm Street versus Scream, Evil Dead versus Hellraiser, Halloween versus Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's just the first round, of course. We will be doing the entire tournament next month for our Halloween podcast. So, unfortunately, that is just the second part of the podcast today. Nice and short. So, we're going to take another very quick break and then we will be back to answer your questions. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the third and final part of this podcast where we are going to be answering your questions. Now then, let's see, let's see. Let me just quickly scroll. And our first question is from Sam Varney. What's up, Sam? Did you like the Batman or did you complain about the running time like everybody else did? (laughs) The answer to that is yes. No, I didn't. Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, I think we talked about it. I loved it. Uh, I rewatched it the other day, actually, because I I got it on 4K for my birthday and I was like, oh, yes, I know what I'm doing. And now i got a problem with it being three hours. Um, the I, I suppose it's funny because cinema versus at home viewing is obviously a bit of a different experience. Because sure, it's easy to watch something that's three hours long at home because <laughs> you just fucking pause and walk away and come back. But, Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I didn't, I didn't have a drama with it in the cinema. To be honest, I thought about so. I think you, you had a few more issues than I did. I, I just uh, wasn't overly excited about it. Like when the film finished and I walked out, I was honestly my first response was meh. Like I was, it was good. I, I just didn't get excited Did about you have it. Trouble with the lighting or something. You were saying. I, I, like I they, thought the they, film they looked took, no, greasy and like within grungy the cinema and... they took out like the main strips or something, didn't they? Where they had them on. So it was oh yeah, they, they had them. The, the, yeah, because the film yeah. was also so dark and because of the light reflection in the in the center aisle, uh, that was really disappointing. Um, but I also just felt like there was a, a grease, a sheen of grease over the lens of the camera. <laughs> uh, I mean, I know it was meant to go yeah, Gotham, grimy, dark, horrible. But it didn't need to make it feel like I needed a wash afterwards. Uh, or, I mean, or, and you were already in the view cinema, yeah, so you were already no, no, like, no, no, no. oh, fucking great. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I I thought it was just too dark for its for for whatever reason. That's no, fair enough. Um, fair enough. But oh. I I also just thought that the the story was a bit. 
a bit long-winded for what it actually needed to be. I, got, I wanted to see Batman do detective work. I wanted to see mm. some crime fighting. Um, but there was just way too much style and and not enough substance for me. Um, I think I think that I mean don't get me wrong for me I I, I can give you a fucking box full of um, so I can give you like a, a list of boxes that it ticked for me when sure, it comes sure. to making a Batman movie so I'm like fucking two thumbs up on the Batman movie I loved it it will be in my top ten of the year where it sits I don't know but yeah so I That's I awesome. did I loved it however I will completely acknowledge that say that back end of the third act feels like. Uh, the studio were like, he needs to do something heroic, so here's a flood for you to do. <laughs> Sorry, spoilers. Yeah, um, he here's can something save for you some to do. He has to yeah. do something heroic and stuff, which I was like, hmm. Uh, the you know the 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 crammed in Joker scene when they had a much better one sat ready to release as a special feature. Right. Later. I was like, what the fuck did you not use that? <laughs> yeah. um, again, this is minor things. What one thing that I, I was talking to someone about it the other day, and I said, you know what, it was great. I really loved it. I did. However. Um, I'm still waiting for all those boxes that they ticked to be put into a live-action comic book Batman movie. Right. We've always got to make this motherfucker exist in the real world for some reason. We've sure. always got to make it as <laughs> real as possible. It's like the Nolan one said. I love those movies too, so this isn't like a shitting on it or anything, but that's that's still the thing. I'm waiting for all those little things that we talked about where it's like, he's fucking narrating his own story. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, how it, that's how you read the comics. But let's take that and put it in a comic book movie. Sure. This wasn't a comic book movie. This was a cop in a cape movie. I still fucking loved it because he beat the fuck out of people when he did. <laughs> I need to give it a second watch. I know I've, I've been a little bit critical of it, but I'll give it another go. Uh, from the comfort of my own home next I time. Maybe that would be better. It might yeah. be better. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Really enjoyed it. And... But I didn't. I didn't. The, the running time. Yeah, I think I already just complained about it again. So yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Next question's from uh, from Nick. What's up, Nick? <clears throat> Surprise, Sydney. What are your favorite killer reveals in horror movies? My only criteria here would be that the killer would be unknown to the audience until the reveal. So Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees don't qualify because we already know who they are. Masks are not mandatory. So, I, in my response, I'm like, you know what? Scream? Pretty much like the was, modern equivalent the of that. I would have thought. Yeah. Uh, you got Scooby-Doo. Like, every episode. <laughs> but... Yeah. Um, I, 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 my honest answer is, I'd go, go with Psycho. Good, the first Psycho. That's a good pull, yeah. Because uh, you don't know that Norman Bates is the killer. You think it's the mum. Until, you know, the reveal. And you're mm. like, holy shit. Uh, Happy Death Day, to an extent. They, they did that fairly well. You didn't know... Spoilers, who it was. I was about to say it. Um, it's still a relatively new film. Uh, Saw 2. You know, when uh, when you find out that it's Amanda uh, that's been in the pig uh, thing. Um, also, at the end of Saw 1, when uh, the dead body gets up, and that was the killer the whole time. That was a great reveal, to be uh, fair. Yeah. Identity's uh, a good pull. I, I was thinking identity, of that one, where yeah. it, that's the one, the multiple ident- uh, personalities with John Cusack. That's it, yes. Yeah. So I... I I agree with you that I think Scream has got the fucking you know yeah. franchise on this now. But, um, <laughs> De Niro in Hide and Seek that was quite a cool reveal where it turned out he was the crazy killer all along. Oh, yeah, you know um, that weren't a bad one. Um, Shutter Island. Go- I was gonna say Gothica with Halle Berry where yeah. it turns out her husband is part. Spoilers. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah those are all spoilers. Sorry. Right? Yeah, um, it's the nature of the, the big reveal. Good. That one that one sort of jumped out to me. I suppose Shutter mm-hmm. Island was a weird reveal I suppose in the way that at the end you're like I think I understand what happened he killed <laughs> but, his family um, yeah I guess yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah that one was yeah that one was pretty good one 
Yeah, but it's um very niche thing though. Scooby-Doo very niche a good thing. Pool, but Scooby Doo every episode. <laughs> Next question's from George Smith. What's up, George? With the news that Vince Gilligan tried and failed to get Rockstar to adapt Breaking Bad into a game, is there an IP that you would like to see Rockstar adapt? Um, my first response was oh. Firefly. Like, I want to see Rockstar do a sci-fi game. Like, we've done the Wild West. We've done the Urban City. Let's do let's put them at, let's do the Firefly universe. The Western in space. We get the best of everything. That's a good pull. Um, I'd, I'd like to see something maybe a bit more... Um, you remember when they did fucking... Um, the Warriors oh, and God, it was just yes. like it's quite a linear quite, it's not the big open world GTA style game it's just yeah, it's, I mean, it's a beat let's up. not forget this is still the the, the um, studio that somehow made us excited about a table tennis game right. so they know what they're doing <laughs> um, I'd say what not so much an IP what well, is an IP a, a intellectual game, a property oh, I want to remake G-Police G-Police yeah, I want Rockstar <laughs> to create, recreate G-Police but um, I would say they do a great job with like in the GTA style is like the Matrix after playing that um, oh yeah you know the demo that they released a little while ago yeah. the open world Unreal yeah. Engine thing yeah give that to fucking Rockstar, Rockstar. John Wick not so oh. much focused around John Wick but just the Continental the Assassins sure like you know fraternity would yeah. be amazing so all the different stories they could tell yeah, in there man, for yeah for sure um, they do Game of Thrones really well if they wanted to do like oh. a, a fantasy oh, game a Rockstar well. Game of Thrones fucking rock can you imagine <laughs> yeah like I'm not a Game of Thrones fan but I'd be probably up for that like you know so, yeah. I, I just yeah, I just they, I just think they they're more colourful with their swearing with their like urban setting than compared to like Game of Thrones. Mm. <laughs> they have to get a whole different I think group of writers. Yeah but yeah yeah Rockstar though. Yeah. Good question though. Thank you George. Great question. Next question is from Havard Ryan. Hey man, do you prefer zombies that move fast or slow, and why? Personal preference would be slow, so I get away from them. Right. <laughs> if you mean in movies. Yeah, um, I'm guessing. Um, I. I don't like fast-running zombies because I think that's too much of an obvious sort of um, uh, hurdle for this monster. I think what's more frightening is the sheer number of them yeah. and that they move slowly. Yeah. And that like, no matter how far you get away from them or how far ahead you get of them, you've got to rest, you've got to sleep, mm. and they are still just relentlessly... Horde walking towards I was you. I say when you get like the herds in Walking Dead, that's yeah. when you're like, oh, you that's the that's about, when you know, you know people can die because yeah. there's nowhere to go. They are, you know, the strength of them. They're going to tear down these walls that are decrepit and not well maintained. You know, all of everything's going to be rusted and and useless. This this herd of zombies is going to push through eventually. Um, but uh, I think slow moving zombies for me also opens up the world of storytelling. Where you, I think, in my from all the zombie stuff that I've absorbed and seen, the best storytelling comes from slow-moving zombies, where the characters have time to be characters, to communicate, talk, have conversations, um, develop. Whereas in fast-running zombie stuff, it's over too quickly. Do you know, um, do you know what you get less of as well with slow-moving zombies? Fucking shaky cam. Yes. Oh hell yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. You don't have to put up with that <laughs> shit. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and so in the slow moving zombie stuff, I can actually see what's going on. Um, so yeah, the fast stuff it just becomes a horrible CGI blur slow, fest. Slow for me for sure. Yeah, so yeah. slow, slow all the way. Uh, next question, I'm I'm really sorry about pronouncing your name, uh, Sharad Sasha Vermelethen. 
I think that was probably pretty good, but then I'm not you, and you might be spitting right now. <laughs> yeah, probably am. Hey, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> you have unveiled a new professional wrestling company, and you must crown your inaugural Ooh. champions Ooh. using famous movie monsters. Please select the following. World Tag Team Champions, Women's Champion, Intercontinental Champion, World Heavyweight Champion. Cheers from Malaysia. Cheers, Sharon. Um, what a fucking question. That's an awesome question. I've already got my answer prepared. <laughs> Alright, you want to start from the top? World Tag Team Champions? World Tag Team Champions, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees. Okay, They've already good. got experience so, right, fighting each what, other. This is going to be good because then basically what we're doing is we're booking we're our champions fight, yes, against each other. Yes. So, right, tag teams. I'm a huge fucking fan of like Hoss tag teams like big fuckers, Legion of Doom. I love the Authors of Pain that they add in recently. Fucking natural disasters, earthquake and typhoon. So I'm going to say Kong and Godzilla are my tag team. Oh, what? Jesus Christ. <laughs> we says monsters. Freddy so and I'm Jason are not going to be able to get in I'm the ring. I'm going to say fucking Kong and Godzilla. I need Jason, you can't die, to finally get the two of them to sleep so that Freddy can kill them in their dreams. In a ladder match. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Good luck climbing that yeah, bitch. Good luck building that ladder. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, right, right. women's champion? Women's champion. I'm going with the unnameable HP Lovecraft. Okay, that's that's pretty good. Right, so as it's a f- woman's champion, movie monsters, female, yeah. I'm going to say the T-Rex from the first Jurassic <laughs> Park. Because they're all female. Nature finds a way. <laughs> or failing that. I see the Failing here. that. <laughs> uh, uh, the Gorgon Medusa. Uh, right, yeah, that's or the Kraken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shit, I I'm feel like I just T-Rex. got trumped and double trumped. <laughs> All right, uh, Intercontinental Champion. There I've gone go. with Pumpkinhead. Okay, that's pretty good. I got to say, if it, okay, so the IC Champion. Sorry, we're going to talk wrestling a little bit. Fucking question. What do you want me to do? Um, that's like the workhorse title, okay? Yeah. So you've always got the World Heavyweight Champion who's the big draw and everything if you go back to the days yeah. where it was like Hulk Hogan and all these big dudes and stuff. And then the <laughs> Intercontinental Champion would be someone like Shawn Michaels, Macho Man Randy Savage, all these great workers. So you've got to have someone that's got a little bit of, you know, like, like it's got to be some wow factor. So I'm going to say uh, the werewolf from American Werewolf. From oh, London. yeah. Yeah. Great. And great shout. <laughs> Alrighty. Now this is going to be the best booking ever for what you've written there because of what I picked as my world heavyweight I, champion. I felt guilty that this contender was not going to be in the franchise war next month. So my world heavyweight champion of the world is the Predator. So I, I'd instantly <laughs> say Xenomorph, but then we get. To, I know. Then we get to book him against Predator, each other. Yeah. yeah. That was going to be the, my the thing. Was, is I was like, if it was going to, I was going to say, I'm going to put, put the strap on the Xenomorph, but instantly the first feud I'm doing is him against the Predator. <laughs> right, yes. Was, yeah, for sure, man. Uh, cheers, Sharad, for what an a awesome question. Great question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. Okay, now, this question has been asked a lot. So I've just condensed down a couple of the names that I've asked it. Uh, Rowan Wyatt. Simon Fernal and John Hawkey have all asked, and I will I will read everything they've written. Are you as excited as I am for the new Hellraiser? I'm very excited. The new Hellraiser trailer just dropped. Now we all know that the franchise has frazzled off into absurdity with huge development hell stories and scripts mm. that started off not even being part of the franchise, but having Pinhead shoehorned into them in the last scenes. However, this trailer looks good. Really good. And whilst we all love Doug Bradley, I'm really liking this new look and sounding pinhead. It's probably a bit closer to the book version. Yes, it looks like they've changed some story elements from the original, but I'm intrigued and excited. What are your thoughts? Also, I was excited to hear about a new Hellraiser. Looks good, but I struggle to see past that much CGI. What are your thoughts on it? 
I don't know that it's going to be as much CGI maybe as people think, you know. Um, from a snippet of trailer, it, it, I mean, we talked about it obviously. Oh, because so, uh, John Hawkey asked a question. Congratulations, mate, on becoming a dad recently. So that's fucking, awesome. It, it's great. It's not always correct to be. Oh. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't, I don't I, think I, I, I keep getting told off sometimes to not get to stop getting hyped up for things, and I understand because I, <laughs> you know, my own worst enemy. You know, I've been I've been burned that, so that many mill times. house where it's like yeah. maybe you should get your hopes up. <laughs> They're sky high. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm really excited for this new uh, Hellraiser. It's from Hulu. They just gave me Prey. That was the last thing I watched yeah. on Hulu. So now they're about to give me Hellraiser. Hulu the thing might, is, it's also might, coming they out... They might start saving horror franchises. Oh, That's what so. they might it's, do. It's also coming out a day before my birthday. So it's very likely I'm going to be watching the new Hellraiser on my birthday. Which, I'm like, Clive Barker, thank you for my birthday present this year. Mm. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I'm super excited about it. Of course, uh, you know Ian and I are going to review it at some point. Not straight away. It's usually a year or two after it comes out before we start talking about it. Um, but uh, we'll definitely be talking about it because we've reviewed every other one so far. It's one of uh, a few. You know, a few people have said it's the favorite horror series that we've that we've done. So yeah, I I don't like the CGI. I really don't. It it looks garish. It looks obvious. Hopefully enough to look when know, it doesn't need to be. Especially when the Cenobites look so good. Mm. You know the Chatterer. They've hired this seven foot beanpole of an actor to play Chatterer. He looks awesome. Like immediately iconic, identifiable, slimmed a bit, changed a bit. I, I think it works. The imagery. It's great because the the, it's changed, but it's all there, right? Yes, absolutely. It yeah. looks like Hellraiser, which is great. We just need to see if they're going to do the Julia Frank storyline. Who opens the box? Why they open the box? Mm. Is it because of addiction? All of the all of these things. But I'm sure I'm sure it's going to be fine. I hope. I really hope. I'm too hyped. I'm too hyped. <laughs> Next question is from Daniel Campbell. What's up, Campbell? Morning, Buck and Gary. Sorry, sorry, Campbell. Uh, your thoughts on uh, the news of a Tusk Two sequel? Yes, Kevin Smith has confirmed after Justin Long let slip that Tusk Two is going ahead. Uh, Kevin Smith actually has has said ever since the heart attack, he's been living on borrowed time. Oh, has he had a heart attack? Has he? He barely mentions it. He barely mentions <laughs> every interview, oh, right? Every interview, of course. I'm a huge mark for Kevin Smith. Uh, so Kevin Smith said, "Yeah, 2024 will mark the 10 year anniversary of Tusk, and uh, we could just leave it Fucking there and move on." What? Yeah, I know it's gone quick, hasn't it? Well, so it's, it's eight years this year, so two years time. It'll be ten. Still though, yeah, like... I know, I know. Fucking old man. He said they could have just left it there, but you know, I've got more story left to tell. There's a reason, spoilers, we left him in the zoo at the end. Mm. Uh, he said he always knew that they were making the movie just like. While he was making the movie, he was like, I could totally do this again. But he thought he'd have <clears throat> the late, great Michael Parks, sadly no longer with us, but still got Justin, and he's got a script, and they're going to do it. And he's friends <laughs> with Johnny Depp. And Johnny Depp's only <laughs> doing shit he was because obviously he was in the first one, wasn't he? Yeah, his, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Guy Lepoint or Guy Lafleur, whatever his That's name right. was. That's right. Fucking awesome. <laughs> it was. I, I will personally say I'm I'm really excited for it because I'm a huge. I love Kevin Smith stuff anyway. Yeah. Like we were talking about, we were hoping to see Kevin. Uh, uh, we were hoping to see Clerks three, and we haven't. And I said, look, I'm probably just going to enjoy it because it's like you know. It's Kevin Smith shit, and I know yeah. what I'm going it, in for. It's a film that I, we probably shouldn't have got because he I, had a heart attack. Yeah. Um. I. I really liked Tusk because of the podcast. 
Um, you know, it was born off bit. of Sm yeah. Smodcast. Smod it was yeah. a great um, episode where they talk about, if no one doesn't know, it's called the, I don't know what number it is, but it's The Walrus and the Carpenter is the name of the episode where they list, uh, they um, read an advert from Gumtree, which here in the UK is like uh, Craigslist if you're abroad. Um, and it's a dude who literally, if you've seen Tusk, it's literally the dude placing the ad going, you know, as it's lost at sea and I want you to move into my house and you don't have to pay me any money and uh, I've made this walrus costume I'd like you to wear and for one hour a day you'll be a walrus for me. And he was like, this is a fucking, you're getting knocked out in that house and sewn into this fucking thing. So I really liked it because A, there was all these inside references to the podcast, but also for me, it was actually the movie that brought him back to filmmaking. He took like um, two or three years off where he was kind of like, not making movies anymore. He did a bunch of TV stuff. Yeah, yeah, he was doing stuff. He was. I think he'd already started on like The Flash and stuff. But he, um, having that conversation with his partner at times, Scott Mosier, where he kind of was like, "This is stupid. This is a horror movie. Someone should make this horror movie. Fuck it, I'll make this horror movie." <laughs> yeah, and there we was have a huge the outcry. Yeah, he did like a, you know hashtag Walrus Yes and yeah. stuff. Like everyone voted on Twitter and said do it, and the fucking lunatic went and did it. Yeah. Now it didn't receive the. I mean, it it received the criticism that Kevin Smith's been receiving for the last twenty years. Yeah, you know, it's a Kevin Smith movie. That's the criticism. Yeah, everyone that I, <laughs> when I've seen it and they're like, "What the fuck was that movie?" I'm like, "Dude, I totally get why you're having this know. reaction because, like, there's I I'm you know, it's like it is fucking um, the guy's mobile phone goes off and it's like from the Hollywood Babylon podcast, the ringtone. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like inside, joke. and everyone's like, "What?" I'm like, "Never mind, yeah. never mind." You'd have to watch like two hundred episodes of Hollywood Babylon. Just don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I was with Kevin Smith all the way up until Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and I was like, I, I don't like the Jay and Silent Bob-centric movies, but I did, to an extent, enjoy Reboot, because, again, I was just like, wow, they, you, know, you guys have aged a bit. Like, a lot's happened in your real life. It's affected the characters. But yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm so invested in this universe now. I like how cameo-wise Reboot yeah. was like, oh my god, Hollywood's so guilty that I nearly died and I can get all the cameos. Yes, <laughs> they'll like, do it for nothing. Fair play, sir. Yes. You got fucking Thor in that bitch. <laughs> and so, I, honestly, I'm just, I just so love the, the relationship between Kevin and Jason, uh, the, the chemistry that they have in real life. Mm. Uh, I, I, and I just think their their love and their, their chemistry and energy just comes through in their films so even if i'm like man it feels like you don't care about lighting and editing anymore it just feels like you you know you just set the camera up and you filmed what you wrote yeah uh and i'm like you know what at this point you've done what you need you you did dogma and chasing amy and clerks and yeah you know and all this other stuff that you've done so anything i'm getting now is just extra i'm just happy to just sit and listen to your characters talk it's always impressive to see someone carve out that niche for himself as well yeah. and actually understand that that's what he's making movies for. We kind of joke about, like, you know, like Dwayne Johnson with our success with his, where it's like, he just plays Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Like, yeah, but that's what people want. Yeah, we do. And that's yeah. who he's performing for. So you kind of like, you know what? He's giving people what they want. It's the same thing with Kevin Smith. So it's quite, for sure. It's quite rare. So I'm, I'm up for just fucking four. <laughs> Keep it going. Franchise. You know, where, where it's like a Planet of the Apes style, they've taken over or something, you know? Oh, it's going to be human tuskinging, like the centipede. Nah, just... <laughs> Walruses riding yes. elephants, because they got tusks too, and they've joined fucking forces. Next question. It's from Natalie Holbert. Hey, Natalie. What do you guys think about musical gatekeeping? I've heard some people on social media being absolutely furious about people getting into a band after hearing a track used on a popular program. As an example, Stranger people listening to Metallica after hearing Eddie play Master of Puppets on Stranger Things. Seems like madness to me. I'm always thrilled if people are listening to something decent, like the example I gave. 
Who cares how you discovered it? The point is, you did discover it, so yippee. <laughs> I totally agree, Natalie. Like, you yeah, know, I don't think that's just... actually a question. I think yeah. that you just made the point for us, mate. It's, Absolutely, um, yeah. yeah. I, 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 like anyone who gatekeeps anything, fuck them. Like that—that's really shit behavior, in my opinion. Like, don't ever do it. Yeah, I've, I've literally like—I mean, you take Metallica as a band that I've been into my entire life. If Same. I'm wearing a Metallica t-shirt, some fucking douchebag literally goes, "Name fucking three songs." I'll for a, just to make a point, I'll go. I don't know, Enter Sandman. I don't really know any others. Just what now? What's your, <laughs> just like, so now, what's your fucking reaction, bitch? What yeah. are you gonna fucking say? Like, you know, it's. Yeah, um, I get it. Gatekeeping about anything is just. It's just horrible man. behavior. I mean, like, yeah. There's so, there's so many as well. Gatekeeping normally applies to things that are a little bit niche. So I've never really understood where it's like, dude, there's not that many of us. Warhammer yeah. 40k is a great example where I'm like, I'm, I play Warhammer 40k. I mean, it's big, it's huge when it comes to like tabletop gaming, but it's still not like massive. So why would I sort of like, you know, not help introduce more people into it if they show an interest? Sure. You know, what I mean, yeah. why would I rag on like say someone's painting or something trying to get into? Same with music, same with movies, same with anything. Yeah. You know, if if you're into something that's kind of like, you know, you know, if you're into like fucking nerd territory or something like that, it's like, did you, did you we, like we don't have that many allies. No, let's get you want to share let's, it let's all. Get these Enjoy it people together. In. Who yeah. cares how they found it? So, yeah, I mean, Natalie, if you've got if you're seeing, you know, these comments on social media, I don't know whether it's Oh, there's plenty, just, man. There's, there's angry plenty. people on the internet going to say shitty stuff for no good reason. Make themselves feel hey, better. Here's a seg- here's a slight segue. Sorry to like dovetail off your uh, no, question, Natalie. Like you know, but we were talking about news and stuff. I get, you know, and people sort of like saying stupid things on the internet. Did you see, they the, the, there was a little bit of casting news for the Little Mermaid. This oh yeah! Oh, oh, it's so annoying. I'm so sick of this oh, conversation. Oh my god! I left the internet. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, like, yeah, okay, I'm done. It down, I'm yeah. fucking done. Like, Jesus, I, I've never seen such a fucking stupid. Like, what's the, what year is something. it again? Oh yeah, it's 2022. Oh, Why are we still having this conversation? Listen, despite, despite the argument of sort of like, if you want to get really snippy, she should be fucking green. If you want to read the fucking book, <laughs> right? But um. Oh dear. I, the funny thing is, is, is reading a lot of these comments from sort of like dudes maybe my age. Like, it's fucking disgusting. She should be this. She should be that. And I'm like, dude, are you gonna go see this movie? Because that's no. kind of weird. It's for little girls. <laughs> exactly. It's like, so why the fuck do you care? <laughs> like, it just yeah, it just made me laugh. It just made me think about that whole gatekeeping or just sort of like the stuff that people make controversy out of. <laughs> so at some points, it's just fucking insane. Oh, it makes me, it makes me physically I Ill. really <laughs> hope that they cast... Uh, what's the name of that guy? He's in Stranger Things, obviously. He transitions. Elliot? Uh, help me out. Um, you know, was in like Hard Candy before she transitioned into a he. I Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Obviously, it's the only character in Umbrella Academy that's transitioned. Oh, oh Elliot. Uh, Elliot Page. Yeah. Thank you. Cast him as the fucking prince. <laughs> really, like, <laughs> just drive it fucking home. You know? <laughs> Oh, the going to oh love my it. god, it'd be amazing. Do you know what? If they actually did that, shit, I'm going to see this movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> support it, yes. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, oh, man, people, people fucking rage. Same with the uh, gatekeeping thing, man. People just rage for no reason. They do. It's crazy. They really do. Alrighty, well, we're moving on to the Twitch questions. Yes. So, first question coming in right now is from Code Dude. You are What's up? Forced to pick your executioner. Oh boy. Your choice is restricted to any horror movie villain or creature. Ah. 
Who or what would you choose? What's See, quick? If it, if it was movie, and painless. Well, no, but if it was movie, not horror movie, I'd pick yeah. Mr. Bean because he'd fuck it up and you'd get out. <laughs> true, very true. Or he'd fumble it so bad it'd be the yeah, worst way execution worse. ever. Way worse. <laughs> like you don't want to pick like the guy from Law Abiding Citizen who's just gonna you know oh. cut off your genitals with a box cutter <laughs> whilst you've been paralyzed and can't move. Yeah, or well, like the, the guy from the dude, I Saw the Devil. I was thinking just... of that Green Mile, the dude, like when he does. Oh, put the oh sponge god, with the sponge on, yeah. Okay, so that's the opposite of what we want. So I don't know. I mean, like, look, hey, you say what you want. Jason kills you pretty fast. It's yeah, like a it's one usually, man machete. Yeah, it's just normally like a chop. In a he doesn't really savor it. He's just like fucking dead. Yeah. The, so rec- the recent Michael Myers oh, or no, likes to oh, prolong it. it. I'll just get stomped on by fucking Godzilla. You never even fucking see. You just see a shadow and you be like, "This is it." Yeah. I'm gonna pick Godzilla. Can I go? With... I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get stomped on by him during their wrestling match with Freddy and Jason. Right. So uh, I'll go with a microscopic um, DNA of the thing, and it can just slowly assimilate me, and I wouldn't even know. I'll just be done. Like... <laughs> so you take us all with you, is what you're. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, you <laughs> oh fuck yeah! I go down on my own. Cheers for the question, Cody. Thanks for the question, but I don't I don't like the implied threat in your question, by the way. Like if you had to be executed, right. Right, just calm down. where you where are you right now? Like Oh, next question is from Mongo Mongo. What's up, Mongo? When was the exact moment that you guys became best friends? And also Ian as well. <laughs> keep up the great work I enjoy your reviews on Thursdays and I enjoy you playing on Twitch Gary thank you so much Mitch for the kind words dude um, like, I we kind actually of... met Andy yeah, like many many school, years like yeah, really primary young. school yeah. uh, and then into secondary school and uh, I-, I knew you met you then didn't see you for a while Yeah. then we both ended up doing a paper round at the same grocery yes, store did. yeah uh, and then we didn't see each then other again. Then we didn't again see each other like, again for years. years. Like, then we saw each other again. Plymouth's kind of small. At, at, at JFK's. Then we just started yapping and talking. Then I came round your house a few times. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I met Ian. <clears throat> and you then en- you ended up staying with me for a week. When you were or like two. transitioning because we we'd all put a deposit down on a house, yeah. which was like a month away, and I was about to be evicted out of where I was staying because it was. Um, students were going to be taking over that room, so I was going to be homeless for a bit. Because we so, we would and, and hang out, we up. would normally see each other at WrestleMania. Yes, we yes. like me, you, and our friend uh, Steeny would yeah. we'd all watch WrestleMania. Yeah, and then yeah, I remember you moved it. We were moving out of the flat, moving into you, you were sort of like moving into. You came and stayed with us for a week, and you turned up with like a thousand bin bags of stuff. And my flatmate was fucking I know, pissed. I know. I was, I was I like, know. I was I still, laughing my I ass off. Like, oh shit! I did not think this through. And his girlfriend was totally pissed at me. I know. I was like, it's only for a week. I'm just gonna fill your living room for a week. Oh my god, it was so funny. But yeah, and then obviously, and I met Ian when I worked at Games Workshop, Warhammer 40k shop, as it's called. Um, I worked there. Ian worked in a shop across the road from us, so me and him got chatting because he was into it and stuff like that. Uh, and then it was essentially it was a perfect storm of us, Steenio, we mentioned, and another guy called Ashley. All sort of like we we needed a place to live, and we rented this five bedroom house. Yeah, the party house that you've heard in previous podcasts. Oh my God, no. <laughs> so that kind of thing is now as my daughter gets close enough to that age for me to be to think of like oh my god I know what we were like at that age like <laughs> you know. 
Okay, we got a question here from Richie DBC. Oh, should we talk about? Oh, we we talked about it when we met Ian. Literally, I mean, we've talked, we've said it many. Yeah, times. Yeah, well, like I said, I worked, I met him when I worked yeah. at Games Workshop. Yeah, and got talking to the men then. You probably met him first, like like you said, down at the club. Down at Key JFK. Club, it was Key, Key club. club. Yeah, there you go, man. Yeah. yeah, and uh, Ian and I, I was there to to dance, drink, and and meet girls, uh, but I met Ian instead. Shit, <laughs> and we just sat talking. Sucked. John Carpenter, you returned and aliens that, you and... returned that favor in a way. Actually, I remember. Wasn't it? Yeah, just yeah, when you brought that. Yes, thing, I did. Yeah, <laughs> That's a, Stories we're for not, a... yeah, we're not gonna go into this, but M- maybe um... maybe next year's Valentine's oh. podcast we'll talk about. Uh... Dude, I had a broken leg. I couldn't even get away quickly. <laughs> Ian broke my leg, and I couldn't fucking get away fast enough. Shocking. Oh, some almost, horror stories. That was almost like a fucking Jesus fucking healed me to walk away like son of a bitch. Yeah, man, that was crazy. But um, yeah, it's funny because like you got you're talking about a time as well when we would like literally, if the, we would find a rock night for every night of the week. <laughs> yeah, I literally man. yeah. Drink, Every night drinking like no, I you think don't like, want to live, man. I don't like Monday and Tuesday it. was off. I think maybe, maybe we had but that's when we should have a house party instead. Yeah. <laughs> Nella Bo wants to know where's Ian. He took he's the day in the off. chat. He's in the chat. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, he's all tuckered out because he cheated on you last night, didn't he? He and, did. He yeah. was with another YouTuber. Video tasties. Talking to other men. <laughs> I do. I highly recommend it. It's another YouTuber who's you know putting content out there. It's a struggle. It's hard to get traction. <clears throat> and Ian did a watch party watch along uh, with uh, with video tasties. Uh, we'll put a link uh, to their YouTube channel in the description on the YouTube page. Go and give them uh, check them out. See what they're doing. Uh, Ian watched uh, Escape from New York. I gave a commentary track and shared lots of stories on there. So, yeah, Ian Ian got a timeout today. <laughs> Next question is from Richie DBZ. What up, Richie? With the new Hellraiser gender swapping pinhead, what other horror icon would you like to see gender swapped? It's not so much would like to because I'm kind of not fussed, but it's like what Same, would work? Yeah, it's just yeah, what would work? What would like? Be- I don't think Freddy would work. No. If it was absolutely, like Frida, absolutely Frida Krueger, that no. wouldn't work <laughs> no. because of the kid thing. You'd have to change the whole. In my head, you would anyway. Yeah. But um, I like to. I don't know, man. It's weird. I mean, having like um, a movie that was maybe originally a male lead, like you know, the thing, and you have more of a female lead, yeah, sort of something. That's what like they did the with the prequel. See, this is <laughs> I was just thinking, did they do that in the prequel? Because I can barely remember it. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Leatherface with boobs, it just doesn't. I don't know, like. Yeah, it's almost. Do it, try it. You know, he wasn't a fucking. Yeah, I've just. Um, hey, I mean, you could do like Jeepers Creepers where it's a female demon or something. A creeper, yeah. Demons work easy. Exactly. It doesn't a demon, matter. It's, it's a just, piece of piss. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I mean. As much, do you know what? As much as. If someone was like, we're releasing Nightmare on Elm Street and it's a female fucking Kruger. If it was like maybe his daughter or something like that, try it. I, don't know, I guess I'd write it, see it. if it works. Yeah, I don't know. Try that's, it. That's a difficult one, that gender swap thing, man, because it also sort of like with a lot of stuff. I'm, I mean, look, I don't care when they do sort of stuff like that when they race swap. Like we just talked about, um, you know, uh, Little Mervyn stuff. Fucking none yeah, of this shit, yeah. I mean, it really, it, it doesn't. I've been, I've been crying out for for Idris Elba to play Batman for I don't know how long. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's it's almost kind of like. Um, it's hard to do it now without um, just being accused of like doing it for the sake of doing it, you know, to virtue signal, signal or being woke or whatever. However yeah. you want to fucking spin it. So it's pretty difficult. <clears throat> I can't, but yeah, I've got to admit, not a huge amount of horror icons. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm, I, I think that the female pinhead or is looking could, fantastic. Why don't we have so. a male version of Thingy from the ring and really fuck with them? And we'll take, <laughs> right. one, we'll take one of theirs away. Yeah, well, I mean, that was the other <laughs> thing. one for the like, guys. <laughs> like, in the original source material, it was unknown what gender that character was anyway. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Hey, they, some, made, they made Godzilla it's... female in did, Matthew Broderick's did, one. Did it matter? Did it matter? <laughs> He's pregnant. So. <laughs> right. Female um, Hannibal is not a bad call, Richie, actually. Yeah, in the chat there. Female yeah. Hannibal Lecter could work. Annabelle. Piece of <laughs> right. <laughs> Annabelle the Cannabelle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I honestly, I just don't... I, I don't think, for the most part, the characters need to be gender-swapped. I just think better, newer characters need to be written and have them, you know, if, it, if it's about gender, then, yeah, whatever. If not, try both, see what works. I don't know. Uh, it's a tough one, but yeah, I, I honestly like. Do I want to see a female predator? What difference is that going to make? I, I do Yeah, I mean that would be cool. That you know that that works and so. I mean, I'm hoping that prey goes the like hunter's planet route and yeah, you know she, you know we we get a lead. I like want to see the scientist predators that are building the cloaking technology and space oh travel God, and wormholes so and stuff. Like you they know? trim their nails because they're typing it's, and stuff. It's, yeah. I would say it's the same as Klingons in Star Trek. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's just like how has this barbarian warrior race got technology beyond you know hip thing with sword? That's <laughs> funny. He makes a good point again in the chat though that if it does work for the Hellraiser series, oh, it will follow, won't it? It will. will a trend will some, start. Some more, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Good Ch Chucky, answer, Chuck, Chucky's already been in there and it's done, you know, male doll, female doll, and Glenn and Glenda, you know, fucking both sex doll. Get a sex doll. Next question. <laughs> it's from. To that. <laughs> my name is Duke the Doom Guy. Stop hackling us! <laughs> yeah, first episode he had amnesia and they were thinking of making it continuous in each episode, but it was dropped. I That's about Quantum Leap and that wasn't a question, <laughs> you fucking Nimrod. Well done, Ian. <laughs> Can't tell you when we became best friends, but I can tell you the point when we fucking fell out <laughs> and it's now. <laughs> uh, I just want to quickly read these out. Jay Hines and Richie DBZ have both shared that they're really enjoying the stream. And I do think that Jay Hines did actually ask a question earlier saying... What did we think of the Jeffrey Dahmer documentary? Oh yeah, I want to see, I want to see this, and I've not started watching it yet. Okay, um, but I've, people are going mad for it apparently, which is funny because who's playing Dahmer? I, is I'm it not um, sure. the guy from American Horror Story, the Flash guy, the Quicksilver guy? Is it him? Quicksilver? No, I don't know to be honest. But you, wasn't what was the one that Zac Efron did? Who was he based on? That wasn't Dahmer, was it? I think it was, yeah, because I just was, feel yeah, like, that was that was like, a couple years ago. That I just one feel was, like, yeah. yeah, we've only just had something. Evan yeah. Peters played. That's him, it, yeah. Ted Bundy. Oh, thank Ted you, Bundy. Ted Bundy. Okay, right, that's, that's it. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I'll, I'll totally watch it um, because there was there was that movie a little while ago. So I was thinking of my friend Dharma, which that's right, yeah, wasn't awesome. Um, and the the um, Van Sant movie that um, you know. That was loosely based on Dharma a little bit, I think, yeah. some of the scenes. Wasn't yeah. it? The one with... My, oh, what's his name? I can't remember. Yeah. Fuck! My brain's gone, but um, someone will call it out in a minute. Is it the story of Jack? Don't know Jack, something like that. That's that it, one. yeah. Um, was it the house that Jack... Did? Yeah, that yeah. might have been it. That, yeah. that, that was, there was some loosely based ties to Dharma there, but yeah, it did. Matt, Dylan, thank you. <laughs> it's, it's late. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, I'm, um, I'm looking forward to it, but yeah, I kind of felt like, I was like shit, haven't we had like a load of like 
cri- true crime right, documentary yeah, serial killers being uh, yeah yeah well if it's an interesting well I mean take, the, I mean like I, I I don't know if you guys ever watched the the Philip DeFranco show on YouTube I've been watching that guy since you, he first appeared on YouTube um, and he did a segment just this week on uh, true crime documentaries and how um, misrepresented the the victims can be and the glorification of the killers mm. and how the representation of it can really skew and do damage to those that are really affected by some of these stories. Um, but so I just think, yeah, there's like the conversation about the addiction or fascination with true crime is also just as interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm fascinated with true crime and is that do I, is it going to be an expose now on those? <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, uh, that any any sort of true crime stuff on Netflix. Uh, most of their other shows have been really good, very slick in terms of their presentation. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so yeah, I think that'd probably be worth a watch. All in one, don't forget your binge. All oh, in oh one yeah, you've got, yeah, anything with Netflix now. You've heard you got to watch yeah, all in one go. All in one go. <laughs> Next question is from Mister Will Guitar. What's up, Will? How much, in terms of channel points, bits, or real currency, even crypto? For us, <laughs> the fans, to see the infamous Shelfer wrestling VHS tape. Well, as far as I'm aware, Ian's got it. Ian has right? the VHS tape, and I have I have sworn to Ian that uh, Mr. Will Guitar, how 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 bloody dare you? How bloody dare you make me read this question out to the entire internet? That's now going to I'm, never I'm, let this I'm question go. I'm just going to say that it's really honestly you've, <laughs> you've missed nothing. You haven't. It's, it's a bunch <laughs> of idiots rolling around on fucking mats, canvas mats, hitting each other gingerly with steel chairs and <laughs> like yeah. I do have a DVD somewhere though of me actually wrestling in a wrestling ring as my screen as my wrestling persona, the Crimson Soul. Um, that is also. Never to see the light of day oh, again. <laughs> so get it Maybe. And, and ransom it off. I don't give a fuck. I, you can show it. It's like I, I said, it's I, 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 it was great fun. I can't but it's even give ridiculous. a number just yet. I can't even give a number just yet. <laughs> Mr. Will Guitar, who will open up words for you? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. He's not. Next question is from Morphined. What's up, man? Hey guys, don't know if anybody asked this, but my question is: What older movie do you enjoy but feel like it was too tame for its concept? And could really use a more a more envelope, envelope pushing, pushing remake, remake. <clears throat> but with the social climate we're in, probably wouldn't get made for made for me. Like I oh so Idle Hands. Well, I'm trying to for me Idle Hands. Yeah, what, what would the would movie, movie be for you? Be you? Okay, that's a lot of criteria. I got to reread that. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Older movie. movie you enjoy, but feels like it was too tame. It had a great concept, but it didn't pull it off. Do you know what I want to see? Is a real fucking scary version of Phantom of the Opera. You know, like the old one stuff. Sure. Where sort of like you yeah. just waiting to see the le- the shitty half of his face. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see a really good remake of that, and another old movie that I love and would like to see remade. And I think you could do something. You know, these days really fucking boundary pushing with it is the Elephant Man. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that yeah. I, now. I mean, you watch that's part of like like school film study like not yeah. even film school as in like secondary school film study so yeah. it's like back in the day that was scary as hell um, it's not so know. much anymore it's considered a lot tamer now I would have thought but yeah I, I don't think Elephant Man needs to be grotesque to tell the it's, story it's, it's more the world around it okay if you think about the freak, what the he carnival, went through yeah, yeah exactly that's that's re- you didn't, 
he looked perfect in the 1980 version, yeah. whatever it was, or, yeah. you know, whenever they made it. It's kind of like, you don't need to, like, make him that much scarier. It's, it's what happens to him is the real horror of that story. That's True. the whole yeah. thing, isn't it? It's how people And if you him, think yeah. about some of the... What was the one that Del Toro did recently with Bradley Cooper in the carnival? Oh, you know yeah. Uh, yeah, I loved it. It was great. Uh, that kind of yeah. atmosphere yeah. set, you know, I think that could, okay. be, that could be a real good... That could be a yeah. solid flick. I mean, I was thinking, like, them with the giant ants. I was like, well, we got Starship Troopers... You know, I'm just like, well, what about, you know, we've had like oh, the God, fly like the and the blob and Invasion like, of the Body it came, Snatchers. It came and, from the deep. Is yeah. that what they, they turned into, they turned it into like a, a gif online where it's the, it might be like, like, you know, it came from the deep, something like that. You know, rubber fucking fish man monster. And he's, yeah. just walk, he's just walking around slapping everything. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's like my original, average day. The, the and it's like, yeah, the- fuck this, <laughs> fuck this too. <laughs> fuck this gate in particular. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, that would be good. Like a, I mean, Idle Hands, I think is is great. I love, it's one of my favorite stoner comedies. Yeah, but that's the thing is, I don't see that as needing like a, a harsh fucking remake. <laughs> no, because it's 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 more of a comedy than a horror. I would it thought, is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a good question, but yeah, but I'm, you could have him fight Thing from Adam's Family in the end. <laughs> just, just a hand <laughs> and don't get Ash's evil hand as well to turn. Oh him. shit! Triple threat. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd like almost anything. That could be tapped for a remake has almost been done right now, isn't it? Oh, dude, totally. Like, I mean, we like, were going through the news earlier. I, I would, we literally said, yeah. like, there's nothing original like, here. I, like, I, I like coming out. Thinking of old movies, like, I love Moby Dick, and all of the modern versions of it have been awful. Heart, like, I prefer the, the original. Heart of the Sea was an okay film. I mean, it, it wasn't was okay, Moby yeah. Dick, but it was, you it, know. But yeah, it was like a prequel to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Event Horizon's not a bad shout, but. I mean, Event Horizon gave us all it could give. Do you know what? Don't even remake Event Horizon. Get that footage. It, well, the cat is gone. It's just, all destroyed. Just reshoot that footage. Yeah, right. Just, yeah, just redo the age it. and just yeah. redo whatever that horrific footage. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? Because, yeah, I, I, I rewatched that literally, I think, last month, Event yeah. Horizon. I'm like, still holds up? I think it still holds up. I, 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 the, thing, the thing I love with Event Horizon as well is just the solid cast. Everybody... You know, mm. Sean Pertwee, Jason Isaac, Sam Neill, Lawrence Fishburne, um, yeah, yeah, all, all of them are all great. The dialogue's great. The only thing that's a, the only thing that's off with Event Horizon is the 3D objects floating yeah, in yeah, space. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, all totally. looks horrible. Yeah. But Event Horizon's great, and I, I think those flashes of horror is just like George Lucas just got enough. hold if, of it if, after 25 years. If you got <laughs> more of that hot hell stuff, it, it completely loses its impact in that quick subliminal flash of. What did I just see? You mm. know, and I, I think it would ruin it if you had more. To be honest, maybe. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. I, I can't really think of anything else. Morphine, like to that needs to be moder- modernized in terms of horror. I'm really trying to think because, like, almost all my favorite horror movies have been remade or have had yeah, very man, late sequels. Like, that keep I was trying pushing to think of some envelope. of the hits, and I was—I nearly said Candyman. I was—I watched the new Candyman literally the fucking last month yeah um yeah 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 Alrighty. next question is oh i'd say code dude also letting us know really enjoyed the stream um and it looks like we may have was there another question there no no well i think i think we have hit all the questions Alrighty. well Nice. We are looking like we're just about to hit time anyway, so I would just like to say 
Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this podcast. Andy, thank you for uh, for joining me on this podcast. Always a pleasure. Uh, I'm sure we'll have you... Well, you're absolutely going to be here next month for the horror yeah, I'll tourney. Yeah, I'll pick the shit so I've got to deal with it now. <laughs> right, so. right. Yeah, totally, man. <laughs> so with that being said, thank you, everyone, for tuning in for this podcast. I hope you had fun listening. Make sure to tune in next time where we're going to be doing that horror tournament elimination extravaganza full title coming soon trademarked copyright oh i can't wait to be told how wrong we are <laughs> for oh, your opinions yeah your opinion is wrong oh this is gonna be some little mermaid <laughs> this is <laughs> you can of course find new film reviews on thursdays although we are fast approaching october so you know what that means horror series in october <laughs> halloween's gonna end apparently <laughs> I'll be back on Monday on Twitch. Of course, the new film review next Thursday. You can also find us on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Patreon. And on Discord.